Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Richie, I'm here live on Southern Sports Central. It is Wednesday, December the 11th, another beautiful day, a little bit chillier this morning. The cold front came through sometime throughout the night last night. It was 83 degrees and sunny all day yesterday. I actually made it over to Somerville High School for a little while yesterday and hung out with some of the coaches and went out on the football field. And, you know, the coolest thing is to see. Now, it's off season. Been off season at Somerville for a few weeks now. These guys uh, were knocked out of the playoffs around the second round, which was about three, four weeks ago. That being said, when you go out to the football field this time of year, who are you going to see? Well, you're going to see the wrestlers running around on the track. You'll see the track individuals, you know, getting ready for their season as it's right around the corner. Baseball guys are kind of doing some things. But you don't expect, or maybe you should expect, to see football players on the football field. And, well, I did. How about that? The kickers are out there kicking field goals 45, 55, 60 yards away. And to me, I love it. I love to see these athletes getting after it when nobody's looking, when they're out there just getting it done. And they know, hey, look, we didn't get as far as what we wanted to get done. We didn't get as far as where we thought we should have. Maybe if we work a little harder next year, we'll get a little further. And I'm telling you, that's the exact thing we talk about when it comes to character. What are you doing? when no one else is watching. I do want to say uh, good morning to Will Porter, who, of course, on the other side of the glass, he'll produce the show this morning. And uh, we're going to come at you live for two solid hours with uh, three solid guests. Uh, but before we get to the guest list, Will, good morning. Good morning to you, bud. How are you? Good, man. Nice, beautiful day. Uh, got a jam-packed day, as always. Oh, yeah. Budweiser oh, yeah. is uh, in the house. You, and Doc, you were talking about that uh, before we came on the air, Budweiser is here to film a uh, Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, of all things. Yeah, Super Bowl commercial in the town of Somerville. You wonder if they're going to say anything about our legendary coach, John McKissick. Though. I mean, you wonder if they're going to pay tribute to him. That's something to it's, think about. I think it is a possibility. It's a very strong possibility. And, and you know, Budweiser, they always make these amazing commercials every year uh, for the Super Bowl. And they, they always feature uh, the Clydesdales and... Um, and I, I think that, um, that there are a couple of shots of um, downtown at Hutchinson Square where we've broadcasted live from. And then there right. is, uh, um, well, I think it's Short Central where it's, um, where it's closed off the traffic. It's only uh, pedestrian, um, but there, it's, a, it's brick road and just, just a very nice uh, scenery to shoot a commercial. And I, I, think, that, uh, I think that right now, uh, I think that yesterday was really you know sunny and it was a good day to uh, try and film. But hopefully the weather will will hold out for the next three days because it is it is the next three days that they will be here, um, and that includes today to film this uh, Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, of course they will be downtown. Uh, so I'll kind of give you the itinerary. I'm trying to pull it up now on my phone. I saw it yesterday actually. So Wednesday, Hutchinson Square and Little Main Street. Uh, from 6 a.m., which is right now until 2 p.m., the Public Works Arts Center from uh, 2 to 8 today. And then Thursday, they're going to be over there at uh, Lacey's Pub from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. They're 
they're going to be there all day at Olacy's, and that's uh, short. That's uh, over there where they've kind of shortened the, the short central, if you will, over there on that side of town. Uh, that again on Friday, uh, you will see uh, Olacy's Pub from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. and then Sumter Avenue from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. So if you're trying to get in and, and see what's going on with uh, with that, uh, we'll, we'll kind of wait and see how that works out. Uh, other than that, man, a great show set up here today. Uh, as uh, we, we kind of look at and uh, kind of see exactly where things are, because here, here's the thing: I'm trying to work some uh, some magic out here for some reason. That might not work as hot as the rest of them, but nevertheless. Uh, so to kind of give you the rundown again, Hutchinson Square on Wednesday and Little Main Street from six to two p.m. The, of course, uh, the Public Works. Art Center from 2 to 8. That's where the Budweiser crew, film crew, will be at to film this commercial. And then Thursday, or Lacey's Pub from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. That's going to be a good time there as they'll uh, get all the footage that they need at that point. And then on Friday, Friday, you're going to see them over at Lacey's Pub, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then Sumter Avenue from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. So Budweiser is in the house here in Somerville. And, And I do find it pretty easy to believe that they're going to be doing something on our legendary coach john mckissick if not man they're missing the boat because that's that's right up the alley of uh, sentimental road and, and that's one thing i worked for in hazard bush by the way right out of college and i did that with those guys for for about eight nine years and uh, it was a blast i mean these guys uh it's a family-oriented business back in the day. They were owned by locally owned family here in, in the united states of course they've been sold and, and now they're foreign Old, but that's not a bad thing. It's just uh, it's a different thing for sure. You remember back in the day when I was working for them, they owned SeaWorld. Uh, and we always got to go to SeaWorld for free. Anytime we wanted to go, we just had to give them a heads up. Hey, we're heading down there. Bush Gardens was the other one that they owned, uh, which was really neat as well. So, uh, you know, always fun there to be a part of that. Now, here's what's fun today. We're going to get show today. and I've put together uh, three different style guests. And, and again, yesterday, uh, one of the guests is going to float over to today, which, uh, you know, he thought that for whatever reason, we were going to come at him in the afternoon. Well, that happens when you're as busy as Kelly Bryan is. Now, Kelly and I had the conversation yesterday. It is confirmed. He will be here today at 8 o'clock. Uh, he'll check in with us. He is the quarterback from Missouri. He was at Clemson when he started, but it all started with him uh, at Wren High School. So we're going to check with him from the Wren days to the Clemson days to playing over at Mizzou, and now what do you do when you get ready for the combine, the NFL 2020 combine, is he'll get ready to jump into that situation, and, and I'm imagining he's going to get picked up. This is the heaviest, probably the most solid quarterback class college football may have ever seen, so he'll join us at 8, but before we get to him, we're going to get to uh, Ramon Robinson. Now, Ramon Robinson is the owner and founder of Elite Training Position. He and I have known each other for quite some time. And he's put a lot of guys at the next level, from high school to college and a few in the NFL. He played his days uh, over at Benedict College, uh, where he again uh, was a was a big time quarterback, big time player over there. We'll let him kind of give his styles and uh, tribulations to what he's able to accomplish before we get into his training days. But for you guys who are looking to find a trainer or find maybe some methods or some things you could be doing during the off season, we're going to give you the answers here today. So get your pencil and paper out for the uh, test that we'll give you later. Ben Moore going to show up in the uh, second hour as well. He is with 24-7 Sports, as he always does here on Wednesdays. He'll check in. We'll talk uh, to him about a few things. Number one, we'll, we'll talk about a quarterback we had in here yesterday. Uh, we'll, of course, he's heading to Georgia State, but we'll also kind of go through the ins and outs of what's happening 
in, in college football, kind of the ins and outs of that as well. So that's kind of the slate for today. Of course, you can call in all the time. The number to call in is 323-784-9681. That is our Matt's Burgers hotlines. Uh, we're going to be open 24-7 here, at least while we're on the air. 323-784-9681. You can find us on Facebook at Southern Sports Central, and you can find us on Twitter at SO Sports Central. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll get the show started. Take your calls. Coming up next right here on Southern Sports Central. I'm Rich Yelvin. That's Will Border. We'll be right back. Good morning again here on Southern Sports Central, sitting to you live in Somerville, South Carolina, here in the Gearns Pharmacy Studios, where we're excited to be here with you for another day. It is uh, Wednesday. Of course, yesterday, I, I got a chance to say goodbye to uh, Ted Burns one more time. And I'm going to tell you, uh, you know, Will and I were just talking about this off the air, Bobby Harden, 
uh, give a shout out to a lot of different guys that were here and there and everywhere at these uh, service, the celebration. I don't like to call it a funeral. I like to call it a celebration, and uh, it was uh, very, very well done uh, over in Mount Pleasant at this at the church, and uh, I thought the pastor did a really good job, really kind of bringing out some key points and some things about Ted. He had gotten to know Ted well because Ted, of course, goes to Seacoast Baptist over there. Uh, in Mount Pleasant, which if you're looking for a spot, I mean, and you're in Mount Pleasant, I'm going to go ahead and give them a shout out. That's that's a good spot to call home. That's a good place to go hang out on a Sunday and and, and get some word out of you. So uh, I thought he did a good job. And then uh, Gil Kirkman, who is the owner of Kirk, uh, Kirkman Broadcasting, uh, a stand-up guy, uh, you know, he he has really, um, I know he's had a hard time at it because Ted and him, of course, uh, were really close. Uh, he he's known Ted since he was in his early 20s. Uh, and, and now Gil's probably late mid fifties, I think somewhere in that ball game there, but, uh, nevertheless, he is a, a, a good guy who had to stand up there and, and got the opportunity. Let me, let me, re, let me change that. Got the opportunity to stand up there and talk about Ted Burns. And he said so many great stories about Ted and, and, and you know, the thing about Ted that, that was funny is, you know, everybody kind of has that same feeling about Ted, man, you know, he would say something and. He would always start off, well, you know, it's not going to come out the way it should have, you know, and, and, but, it, but, you know, I love you. And, and he always had that, the bear, you know, and I, it, it, this whole feeling about him that, that was just different, that made him different. You knew he was special uh, to anybody he came across in their past and, and just so many things that he taught me when I was on the air and off the air and around the air and uh, the time that I spent over at Kirkman Broadcasting. Uh, you know, just the conversations we would have. You know, I told you that about Coach McKissick. It wasn't just the interviews I got from him. It was those personal conversations that I got to have an opportunity with him. And to me, that was that was really nice. And, uh, you know, you, you think about the, the moments that they give you that they don't have to give you, right? Because they don't really have to give you the interviews. You know, Ted didn't have to give me, you know, the time he gave me when we were sitting there, you know, in the press box together doing the play-by-plays and, and calling the games and producing the show as he would did that in 2017 2018 he did the he did the uh the games with me up there in Somerville and then 2019 he basically was my uh my coach if you will and uh just so many great memories about Ted what was shared yesterday from so many different people I mean there were tv guys and radio guys and uh just great people around and again I, I said this before man that the coolest thing about a celebration is coming to one and looking around and you see all these exciting people around and, and, you know, a few tears of course were shed yesterday. That's going to happen because you're sad to see them go, but you're excited for them to, to, to be where they are. And just the stories that were shared and, and, and the memories that you kind of bring back out. And to me, that's, 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 that's cool. That's a good thing, right? I mean, that's what, that's what Ted would want. And, uh, you know, he brought everybody back together in, in one room, right? There were TV guys and there were different radio guys. And, you know, it's funny, I, I, I kind of laughed a little bit during the service. I don't think I did it out loud. I hope not. But I, all I could think about was Anchorman, Will, when they're in the back and, and, and they're in this, uh, oh, what is this, this little back? Have you seen Anchorman? I think I have. It's been a, it's been a minute. Yeah, you had to see it. You do this job, you have to see Anchorman. It's kind of a, it's kind of a must. That's what they tell me. But it, it, but you're in the, they're in the, it, it's like four different radio, or TV stations, and they're in the alley, and they've got nunchucks, and somebody's got like a, or, and the one guy has like a grenade, and he's like, how do you have a grenade? 
But that's kind of what people think when we all get together, that it's going to be like uh, Channel 2 yeah, versus Channel 4 versus Channel competition against everybody in the room, yeah. Right. And then, of course, the radio guys, they add a little different flavor to it. And uh, it just it, it's fun uh, to, to be around so many guys that have the same passion, that have the same drive that Ted had. And, uh, and just to give it your best, give it your all. And, and Ted would say that all the time. But so many great guys and girls that have been in this industry for so long. I mean, the guys that have done this, and it's Phil Cornblue was there yesterday, and I got a chance to catch up with him Saturday. And it was kind of the same thing on Saturday at the, at the uh, Saturday uh, championship days over at Williams-Brice where there's so many guys and girls there that are doing what we do to chase the things that we're chasing and accomplishing what we are and, and, and just providing good radio. So for me, you know, it, it was really humbling, but a great experience nevertheless, and, and I really appreciate all the opportunities that, that I've been given thanks to Ted and, and, and Kirkman Broadcasting, and who knows what God it will provide for us. I mean, like I said, I would love to take Southern Sports Central over there in the mornings and give you a little something from 6 to 9 driving into Charleston, and you could still pick us up on the Internet. They have a, a, an opportunity there as well that we would give out that opportunity to, to check in with us there. But, again, what an opportunity it would be to promote – and, and highlight the high school kids, which I think we do the best out of anybody, definitely in the mornings, but but around the state, we're, we're as good as anybody. And, yeah. uh, we've been told that. We appreciate the compliments. But, uh, you know, the one thing that I'm excited about, the guest list. We continue to upgrade our, our guest list. But the one thing that I, I kind of want to continue to talk about a little bit today is is the factor of uh, of how good these quarterbacks are, are, are coming into this, this, this uh, four-team playoff. Because I don't think it's ever been this good of a team. And again, the Heisman Trophy, minus some crazy thing, you know, it's going to go to the state of Louisiana and and go over there to their quarterback Boro, who who has definitely proven that he can do as good as anybody, better than anybody, maybe one of the better quarterbacks we've seen in a long time, which is unusual because LSU is not known. They're like Alabama; they're not known to having up until Tua and, and, and maybe even Jalen. But Jalen, remember, when he was at Alabama, he wasn't that good. Yeah, um, it was the 20, I think it was the 2015 uh, playoff. So the game would have been played in 2016 that um, whenever Jalen, Jalen was a freshman, the Heisman winner that year, I think, was Derrick Henry, and he was a running back. And right. the game had yet to change the way that it is now where – you see a bunch more offense with with receivers, not so much on the ground. And the and the topic now surrounding the NFL is that the running back uh, position is is starting to disappear, or or the fact that the running back position you're having to you know spread out wide, put them in the slot, and and having to um, basically be a, a number two or number three option at wide receiver for most teams. It's it, the the position has changed in the last. Uh, the last three Heisman winners have been quarterbacks. You have, um, uh, let's see, I think it was Lamar Jackson, then it was Baker Mayfield, then it was uh, Kyler Murray. And all three of them are now in the NFL. Um, one is only really starting to um, peak at success, and he, he's at the, topic, uh, the top of the topic for uh, MVP. It's almost his MVP to lose this year in the NFL. But I digress. Talking about the Heisman, it is Joe Burrow's Heisman uh, to lose essentially, and what's crazy is that three of the it's all three of the four teams in the college football playoff are are being considered uh, or have players that are considered to win the Heisman. And why didn't Trevor Lawrence get invited? Well, I, I'll tell you why Trevor Lawrence didn't get invited is that he didn't get off to 
um, the start that, um, that the streak that he's been on uh, lately, that he didn't get started until after that close win against North Carolina. And then that's when Clemson just started mowing over anybody on uh, anybody and everybody because they had a point to make. And, you know, you can, you can show stats all you want, but the stats that I'll give you is that he had as many touchdowns as interceptions before, um, before October. And you got to play all 12 games, right? You got to play all 12 games hard and to be able to um, be a Heisman trophy candidate, you have to, you have to play all those 12 games, not eight, not four. It, it's got to be all 12. Well, the, and the other thing is he's not the best football player at Clemson right now. I mean, he's just not. Of course, yes. He's not the Abs- best quarterback. Absolutely. I, I, yes, can, I can make an argument yeah. for ETN, too. Yeah, he's not. But they're not the best out of the top, out of the top players, period. And, and, and that's just it's the way it is. They look at the competition that they're playing against. And, again, it is what it is. They just don't see the, the day-to-day competition that you see these other quarterbacks have seen. And again, and I think it, it is a done deal, by the way. They've already – everybody sent in their ballots already. So it's this this next couple of weeks, it doesn't matter as far as the Heisman Trophy is concerned. And I do think it's uh, it's going to go to uh, Bora. I think he deserves it. I think he's done everything he needed to do. He had less interceptions. His ability to really break down a defense as good as anybody. Uh, I, I would say that, that uh, you go to Oklahoma and, and you see what Jalen's done. I was there during the national championship covering actually with Kirkman broadcast and ESPN and uh, Southern sports central uh, just what years ago when they were in Tampa and lost the game at the end there with Hunter Renfro catching it in the end zone, right beside me, you know, I had made it down there and, and, and that end zone and kind of ran down and, and all of a sudden here comes Hunter Renfro. And it's funny to grow up with a kid or grow up and see this kid grow up uh, as his dad had taught me how to play the game of baseball at the high school level. Right. And uh, just to be a part of that was so fun. But to watch this kid catch that thing, and then you just watched everybody in that stadium that was an Alabama fan just looked like, what just happened? And, and that was kind of the, the feeling of it. But my point to him, and Jalen's gotten so much better. This kid has definitely upgraded and done a good job. I think he's going to get drafted pretty high now. Had he gone early, and uh, somebody close to me asked me one time, well, why didn't he just go in the draft? They were feeling kind of salty because he went to Oklahoma, even though – they wanted to see him be successful. They didn't want to see him be successful at the demise of Alabama. And now you see, you know, Alabama sitting back home, and they're going to play Michigan in a bowl game, but that's not the same as being in the Final Four. And it's the first time they've missed it. All that stuff's already been documented. That being said, you know, him going to Oklahoma helped him out tremendously because it didn't only show that he can play quarterback a little bit better. It showed those in the NFL because they go after a character test as well, which a lot of times they fail that miserably because it's something about that transition from college to, to uh, NFL. They just turn into crap birds, and, and then that's all you see anymore. But Jalen showed that he not only will win or lose and work out, he'll win and work out, and he's always tried and worked on getting better. So for that, you know, I, I think Jalen's done a great job, and I think he's without a doubt. I think this guy is going to do some big big things here and I and I hope to see but like you said it has been a quarterback award for a long time right they just take breaks and when they do you see a running back come in you right. rarely see a wide receiver you never see an offensive lineman you rarely see many guys on the defense but definitely never on that front line neither it's usually a secondary guy but it's usually a running back quarterback award yeah it was uh um I remember listening to this uh, on ESPN radio yesterday uh and and I'm, I'm not going to quote it directly but one of the um, the last time that a defensive player, it was a defensive player that, that got the Heisman 
it was because that he was a special teams uh, punt returner. And, you know, technically that's on the defensive side of the ball. Whenever the play starts, you're on defense. Um, and it's about every maybe three to five years you get a running back or a wide receiver, but it, typically it is it, typically it is a quarterback's award. And, um, you know, highlighting Jalen Hurts, one of the finalists, you know, um, he, he graduated from Alabama with um, with his degree. And then he decided to enter the transfer portal and he landed at Oklahoma. Um, and, and that I, to me, that was a football move for him because Lincoln Riley is the head coach at Oklahoma and he's a quarterback's guy. And he absolutely, he absolutely loves, uh, you know, coaching the quarterback position. The last two Heisman winners have been um, out of Oklahoma and just to see I don't know, the, the quality of coaching that Lincoln Riley has, and, and no wonder that he's been uh, looked at upon NFL executives and, and owners to be like, hey, come and be the head coach. Um, but he, he's, been, um, he's been sticking with Oklahoma and, and the college system and the Big 12. And just all, like all across the board, he's about, he's about the youth of, of football and to be coaching them up to an NFL level. And Jalen had some pieces missing in his game. And he saw that, he recognized that, and he wanted to just continue to do better, to be better. And that way, like, he, he could just elevate his game um, better than what he could have done, or better yet, what he would have done if he stayed at Alabama all four years, or even went to the draft early. I think that he made the right decision by going to Oklahoma and to be coached under Lincoln Riley's system, who has produced, I think, has produced two NFL caliber quarterbacks. Now, granted that we can go on a different conversation because it is the NFL after all. And entering into entering into the NFL, it depends on what team that you get on. Um, you know, and all these other factors. How's your offensive line? How's your defense? How are your receivers? How can um, all these things with your with the, your quarterback be utilized? But yeah, Jalen Hurts. I, I just I've liked him all all this time ever since that he went to the national championship his freshman year and, and won it against Clemson the first time, um, and then like just just all around baller. That's what he is. He is a, <clears throat> he is definitely a baller and and again I, I I it took me a while to warm up to the guy I I didn't uh, I'm not I didn't like the guy I didn't know the guy but I did. I just wasn't I, I wasn't bought into as what we do here on Southern Sports Central or what everybody else does, you know, throughout the days. You know, I just I hadn't at that time hadn't just hadn't really uh, didn't think he was as good at, at all. But that's true with Alabama. Alabama is never known for having stud quarterbacks. They're known for having great wide receivers, having great running backs, having the biggest offensive line. Known the defense, it's a Nick Saban defense. He's a defensive coordinator. He needs to keep his nose out of the offense and just run that defense. Just like Will Muschamp at South Carolina, he needs to not worry about the offense. They hired Mike Bobo officially yesterday. Big deal coming down. We'll see if it works out. I, I, you know, I, I agree that it's a good hire because he's the best we can get. But he doesn't have the numbers and the athletes that he's got at Columbia doesn't match what he had there at Georgia. And I'm going to share some numbers with you with you guys later in the show on him as well. Uh, we do need to take a quick break. Come back. Ramon Robinson's going to join us, and uh, he is a, a big time guy. In around the state of South Carolina, he trains some of the best quarterbacks in and around the league. He's, of course, the owner and founder of Elite Training Position in the Upstate. That 
him and much more will come up next right here on Southern Sports Central, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network. Suddenly the crazy world made more sense to me Well I heard today and I couldn't help but sing along Cause every time I hear that song And I go back to a two-tone short bed Chevy Driving my first love out to the levee Living life with no sense of time I go back to the feel of the 50 yard line, a blanket of girls from raspberry wine, the friction time will stop right in its tracks. Every time I hear that song, I go back, I go back. Rap parties, college bars, just trying to impress the ladies. Well, I heard today and I couldn't help but sing along. Cause every time I hear that song, I go back to the smell of an old gym floor and the taste of salt on a Carolina shore after graduation and drinking goodbye to freeze. I go back to watch the summer fade to fall Growing up too fast and I do recall Wishing time would stop right at its tracks Every time I hear that song I go back I go back We all song that somehow stamps our love takes us to another place and time. So I go back to the pew, preacher and a choir, singing about God a breast on a fire and the smell of Sunday chicken after church. And I go back to the loss of a real good friend, the 16 summers I shared with him. Now only the good die young stops me in my tracks. And every time I hear that song, I go back, I go back, Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm Richie. I'm here live in the Gurns Pharmacy Studio, Somerville, South Carolina. They're filming the Budweiser commercial today for the uh, 
Super Bowl. Let's see if they're going to highlight cheer, talk a little sweet tea and uh, high school Friday night lights and all that good stuff. I don't know if they would talk Friday night lights, but you know, they're good. I was part of their family for about eight or nine years, uh, actually in the sports department where we uh, went around the NASCAR fields and things like that. I got a chance to hang out with Dale Jr. on a regular basis back in those days. It was cool. Uh, nevertheless, but here's another experience I get, and I get these often. Uh, so I'm going to brag a little bit about this guy. I got a chance on uh, Saturday to, to finally meet him. We've had conversations. We've tweeted each other. We've uh, inboxed each other. But to actually uh, be around him, to hear him, to just hear his mindset, the way he over, he sees the game of football is so much different than, than most. And that's why he's got such a success level that he does with quarterbacks and any other position that he works with. He just he, he he's kind of like the football whisperer, man. This guy gets it. He understands it. He's got guys all over the league. He's got guys coming up out of high school. Uh, matter of fact, uh, almost every quarterback that played Saturday, I said almost, trains or has trained with this guy. And if that doesn't tell you anything, uh, I don't know what else to tell you. But I can't give you his number today as he's uh, – I'll let him kind of give himself a shout-out once we get him in here. But uh, everybody calls me all the time and says, Richie, who can we get to work with our guy? Who can work with our guy? Well, I got a guy. I always tell you I'm going to get you a guy, and I got one right now. Uh, of course, I bring him in here with me right now, and we're excited to have him part of the show. But he brings, without a doubt, some of the most energy I could ask for, and that is Ramon Robinson. Of course, uh, he is uh, the owner and founder of uh, Elite Position Training, the EPT, and uh, Real Elite Quarterback Academy. And uh, without further ado, let me bring him in with me now. Uh, what's up, my friend? Uh, how's uh, you guys back from Dallas, or are you guys hanging out in uh, Greenville this morning? Uh, good morning, man. We're back, man. We're back in the city, back in the upstate. <laughs> <laughs> back up there at uh, Quarterback U, if you didn't know, Wren High School. My God, man. I didn't know that until I hung out with you the other night. We're sitting on the sidelines. Of course, you got Eric sitting there. who He's on the Gamecock roster. You've got, of course, Kelly Bryant that's played at Clemson. He uh, finished up over at Mizzou. Now he'll wait to get into the draft, and I'm sure he'll be a, a very highly sought-after quarterback because he can do it all over there. Uh, that's your guy. And then Mr. Owens, he does something that neither one of these guys are able to do win a state championship. So uh, <laughs> that's just three out of a, a, a billion guys that you've worked with there, Ramon. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm, um, I appreciate, you know, having me on and, you know, those guys you talked about, like you said, we had a good conversation on the sideline just talking about, you know, the history with the quarterbacks and, and you know, how, how slowly it's recruited in the state of South Carolina and one of my main reasons of doing why I do what I do. And some may not understand it, but, you know, hey, this was sent to me from the man up above to carry out a mission. And, you know, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stand strong to what I'm doing just because of I, I like what I'm doing and I like what the results that's happening with these kids here that are wanting to be quarterbacks, you know, not just in high school, you know, elementary, middle school, but, you know, a lot of them have dreams of playing on the college level and, you know, on to, you know, professional football. And, you know, you just talk about, you know, Joe Owen, <laughs> you know, I joked about it with them. I say, well, Joe, you at least you did something them two couldn't do <laughs> when we took the picture, and you know all of them just you know just busted out laughing. Okay, cold. That's cold. That's cold. But you know, with with a lot of people just don't know. Like those jerseys they had on, those are actually the jerseys that Ren that Kelly wore his senior year. Oh wow! And and you know Kelly, a lot of people don't know. Like those are like the jerseys they pretty much would have probably wore in the state championship 
and you know, 2015, we, you know, when he graduated, been, well, actually, it would have been 2014, but um, those are the actual jerseys that they wore then, but he sustained a high ankle sprain and, you know, got knocked out the game. But that was the year every while everyone was looking at Ren to go to the state, you know, that year when Kelly was the quarterback there his senior year. You know, and you, and, um, you talk about a lot of the other quarterbacks around that played, you know, Saturday, you know, that was uh, J.T. Lester over at Dillon. Um, you had uh, Hayden Lee, who everybody got to see. Small in stature, but a seven-foot heart. You know what I'm saying? He'll run through a wall, but he was doing his thing for Dorman. You know what I'm saying? So um, I was really pleased with the results of the guys. And, you know, my hat's off to the other guys that won, like McKaylee. Did a great job for Chapman. You know, I'm not going to downplay anybody's success. You know, I'm all about, regardless of if I train or not, I'm all about the success of everyone because the more kids that's getting looked at in South Carolina, regardless if they train with me or somebody else, that just helps out the bigger the bigger pool and the bigger picture of things. You got what I'm saying? So, you know, it, it was a good day. You know what I'm saying? It's a good day, and it's been a good year for a lot of kids in the state of South Carolina. You know, and you you talk about Luke Doty, who's getting ready, who trains with me, getting ready to go to South Carolina. His backup trains with me. That that played in the game Saturday, and he did a great job. I mean, he came up short, but those are little things and guys that you can look to see you know, for us for the future. You got what I'm saying, Ms. Altman, you can you can see the guys and you can just see the progress of the kids and and what they're trying to accomplish, you know. Live right now with the owner and founder of uh, Elite Position Training and Pre-Elite Quarterback Academy. And, and you know one thing, Ramon, that, that you hear a lot about is, is the footwork of these kids, the ability for these guys to get better. And because other guys are making the trips, they're taking – uh, the opportunities that are given to them to get better. Other guys who don't, who are not doing anything right now, because I get it, you just stopped your, your, your game a few weeks ago, but shouldn't they already be right now back out on that football field, back out in that weight room, getting better, getting faster, getting stronger? Uh, you know, what what would be your, I guess, your uh, forecast on a kid that you know is going to go to the next level? He's going to be the next Kelly Bryant or somebody like that to come through your camp. Uh, what were these guys doing just only a few weeks after losing and not getting knocked out of a playoff game. Well, one thing I always I stress to the guys is that you, you know how it is when it's, when you're losing. When you're losing, that always leaves a sour taste in guys' mouth. At the same time, that's that can be a good thing or a bad thing. But when you're losing, it leaves a, a taste in your mouth to want to do better. You got what I'm saying? To grind harder, to finish strong like, like a lot of those guys did you know, last Saturday. And so a lot of times, man, you get kids where, man, coach, I'm coming to train the next week. I'd be like, no, nah, you just finished your season. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So a lot of times, you know, I love what I do, but at the same time, I'm not just going to, hey, just continue to train, continue to train. You got to let your body rest. You know what I'm saying? You got to let your body rest. A lot of guys, I tell them, take two or three weeks off. At the same time, you have so many camps and exposure camps that come up for the new year to where a lot of these guys got to be prepared to go, you know, because that's kind of how the thing, that's kind of how the world is set up today when it comes to the recruiting of these kids to where, you know, you have to be in front of these certain scouts to get noticed. And like I say, with quarterbacks here in South Carolina, we have to take every opportunity that we possibly can to get out there and showcase to the rest of the 49 other states that we are here. 
we're here to play ball. We can play ball. We can play with the best of them. We can engineer a team and drive them down the field, and we can do those things like everybody else does. You know what I'm saying? So then you you have those guys that are, are that. Then you have the transition of the, the eighth graders to high school to where they're, they're transitioning from a smaller ball to a bigger ball to where those kids don't really take time off. You, you Like I say, you, you want to get those kids right and get them ready. But like I said, always I'm always telling kids, take time off, let your arm rest, and let your body rest, and just refocus, and that way you know what you're doing. Opposed to the kids like, you know, Luke Doty, Mason Garcia, who trains with me, Amon Green, you know, all those Joe Owens, and, and, you know, I can keep naming. I got, I got 18, I think it's 18 kids that I have that I train in this 2020 class, you know, and, you know, a lot of them are playing in the all-star games or either they made all-state and things like that because that's the work that they not just did with me. They had to, to, to grind with me, then they, they took it to their team and just applied it with the rest of the guys and started leading along with whatever offense that they were running. And, you know, those guys there didn't really have a chance to take off because you got guys that's in all-star games, you know, Amon Green is down there this weekend at the North-South game who's committed to Georgia State who's still picking up Division One offers as we speak. You know, you got Mason Garcia. Mason Garcia is one of the hottest, and, and from what I was told, he's the hottest quarterback in the class of 2023 that's, that's still rising just because of his progress on the field and things like that, you know. And, and of course, you got Luke. I mean, Luke's done done. He's committed. He's, you know, he's getting ready to sign here to live in South Carolina is getting a great guy. And, you know, you got Joe. Joe, who's a sleeper to a lot. You know what I'm saying? He's a, he's a sleeper. He has offers. But at the same time, he's that guy that I feel like, you know, on this recruiting trail that a lot of folks are going to stop in and, and ask questions about, you know. And like I said, we, we getting there and, you know, we talking about the kids, man. It's just it's, – it's, you know how they say it's a good day. It's just a good time right now with the quarterbacks in South Carolina as we continue to grow. And like I said, I want to tell all quarterbacks, whether you're training with me or not, take take it serious in regards to what you do because, you know, eyes are on you. And once they see you, that's when they start to judge. So, you know, continue to work your footwork, work your mechanics, and, and whatever you're doing. And, you know, just stay, stay within your playbook and, and continue to stay in the books. You know, that's the main thing because a lot of kids are – will continue to train and, and go to practice, but you don't have everything in line. You know, and that's one thing that I stress. People, all people look at is, oh, the kids Ramon training, they're getting offers, they're making all state, they're doing this, they're winning state championships. Well, they will tell you I, I'm, I'm strict when it comes to that because I was one to, able to be able to, to sit and, and tell kids about the academics of just being a jock and being satisfied with somebody telling you how athletic you are opposed to having everything right in, in the classroom. And I was one of those guys when I came out of high school. It's just very talented in everything I did, whatever sport, but I didn't take I didn't take those other things serious. You got what I'm saying? So that's one of the main reasons I do what I do and I stress it. I'm hard on my guys, but I'm hard on them to where I don't push them away, but I make it to where – you understand my meaning and why I'm doing what I do. Live right now with the founder and uh, the man behind the plan when it comes to uh, not just the quarterbacks, but about any position you can think of. He's the founder of Elite Position Training and Re-Elite Quarterback Training. 
Academy, excuse me, Ramon Robinson. Uh, you know, Robinson, Mr. Ramon, I, I look at it this way for me is I see a lot of guys try to do what you do, and, and they watch a little bit of this or they play a little bit of that, but it takes a special kind of coach to have that connection with that quarterback. I mean, you got guys that have traveled three, four hours outside of their hometown to come work out with you, and I know you and I are, are, are on the plans right now to bring you to Somerville or at least into this area to get some of these athletes down here some attention as well because, because of that. Frankly, you know, they, they just, they're just not getting it. Or whatever, the time, whatever the case may be, they just need a little bit of extra attention. Get them a workout plan. When you talk about a workout plan, they kind of break it down. For those who are listening, because we do have a lot of people that are chiming in now, and I do appreciate you getting in here with me, and I want to make this a regular thing, if not, you know, a couple times a month to kind of check in and, and, and let's kind of update and, and educate some of these parents. And what we'll do the next time you're on is I'll open up the lines. I'll let moms and dads and, and, and the ball players call in and let them ask you questions. That would be a lot of fun next time as well. But this time I want them to get to know who are you. You know, they read about you. They hear about you. I mean, your name is well-known down here in Charleston, South Carolina, and up and down the Grand Strand, which I travel the east. I do the coast side a lot of times here on the I-95 corridor. But I want them to hear you. I want them to know who, who you are, what your background is, where do you come from. And then it's not kind of that first introduction. It's more of that, okay, let's take it from here. But right now, if you're, you're talking to these coaches and you're talking to these parents, a lot of moms are asking the question, you know, what do they need to be doing? Because the new year's coming, right? We're a couple of weeks away from January the 1st. What does moms, dads, and, and, and these players need to be doing right now to get themselves ready for the new 2020 season that's right around the corner? Like you said, all these camps that are getting ready to open up in January. Well, basically right now what they do is just sit down with the kids, like I said, for one, Number one thing is make sure the academics is in line. That's the number one thing. Like I said, we can we can train, we can we can go out here to the field and do all those things, but that's the number one thing we need to check is our grades. You know, and that's when you're going down when you start talking about recruiting. Go and at the same time go to your guidance counselor. Go to your guidance counselor making sure that these kids are registered for the NCAA clearinghouse. Make sure they're taking the right classes. If they're not taking the right classes, get them into the right classes right now early. That's for the guys that's in the ninth and 10th grade. Yeah, guys, later on, I mean, the, the 11th graders is kind of late. If you're not already registered for those things, it's, you know you're behind already. But those are the things. And then you examine your kids. You you get them on, whether it's a position coach and or whatever it is, to, to break that kid down to see what they want to do because at the end of the day, don't just invest in your kids just to say, hey, I got them a quarterback trainer. You know, see if this is the future. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a guy of doing it. I, I'm not one that can say, hey, kids, you can't do it, can't do it, can't do this because I've had plenty of guys tell me certain kids. I give an example, Joe Owens. I had, a, I had one of my good friends tell me, hey, you're wasting your time with that kid. He cannot play. He is not going to be able to do this. He's not going to be able to do that. Uh, well, He's a state champion now. You got what I'm saying? So, um, Davis Belfer, I had another good friend tell me, you're wasting your time with Davis Belfer. He's a he's a punk. He's a crybaby. He's this, he's that. But guess what? He grinded. He did what he had to do. So, therefore, for me to tell a kid that he can't play quarterback, that's not that's not for me to do. You know, I, I can put a kid through a workout to see if you're going to transition. And that's what happens. And, 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 these you want a guy that's going to be able to develop you, and that's at the end of the day. You can train all you want to, but are you getting developed? 
That's that's the that's the number one thing that parents need to do is not just send a kid to training. I don't care if it's weight training, weight loss training, whatever speed training. You want to see results. That's what it's about at the end of the day. Don't just invest your money in me or nobody. If you're not seeing results anywhere on the field, then it's pointless to even be training with anyone. And those are the things that you need to do. And 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 always examine the guy just to let him know what. What's their background? Like you say, what is your background? Where's guys you done been with, you know, you done sent to school? Where are the guys that in high school currently now, middle school, whatever it is, how are they doing? How are the progress? I, I, can give you, I can give you any kid's number that I train right now. You can speak to them. You don't have to hear from me. You can hear from them. And, and that's what I'm about. I mean, I got 40-some kids. I got 46 kids right now in college with two graduating that play quarterback from right here in the state of South Carolina and think like five from North Carolina. And they will vouch for me in regards to where my energy at and where my heart is when it comes to training these kids. I, I give a whole lot more than I charge. You got what I'm saying? I don't, I don't get caught up into that because I love what I do. And I love the vision and I love the path that's going on right now when it comes to the quarterback brotherhood in the state of South Carolina. You know, I can go on and on <laughs> talking about this man and i appreciate you having me i appreciate you having me on because that's this is just my passion when, when we're talking about this and and i love my state and i want that 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 us to get around that curve man to where people are not second guessing coming into the state of south carolina to get quarterbacks you know i wanted to be able to see hey this is a hotbed and we've changed that a little bit but at the same time they're still like little hesitations there because there's a lot of kids here now, man. There's a lot of kids here now that are not getting that, you know, that, that just do that they need, you know, and, and we have a lot of kids here that can play some good football, but at the same time, we're still behind the eight ball in regards to really being that person. Sometimes you got to trust, you got to trust, trust me when, when I'm doing this and trust me what, what I'm doing with the kids that these kids are prepared to go. You know, these kids are prepared to go to the next level and do those things. And just like you say, in the, in the, um, in the up-and-coming months, I have a whole schedule set out for the whole state. I have an assistant that's with me, you know, that, that's going to help me with this, man, because I'm going to be back and forth between training here and pre-draft training in Dallas, Texas with Kelly Bryant, you know. And so it's just I'm going to be back and forth. But it's like my mission is to continue to make – and get these quarterbacks the attention that they need and get better and be able to lead their high school football team regardless of who it is. Live right now with Ramon Robinson. That's a Coach Robinson to you guys over there. Of course, uh, he trains them all over there. He's the founder and the coach over at Elite Position Training, EPT, and Pre-Elite Quarterback Academy. Now, you said something just a minute ago, Coach, and, and it really – it really touched, uh, I, I think, the, the end of the day, yeah, I, I think the, the biggest statement that, that I've heard of any trainer we've, we've talked to, you could train all you want, but if you're not getting results, what are you training for? I mean, it, it, it's almost just like, you know, it's, it's like running a race, but you don't really, you're not getting anything out of it. You always want to get something out of it. You want to see the, 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 the change. You want to see the growth happening and, and a lot of things. And it's not just the, the physical part, right? And my producer and I were just kind of, talk a little bit there where you were kind of going through some things there coach but also the nutrition part of things you know what are you putting in your body what do you you know because that's all going to come back out at some point 
So, so it's the way you eat, the way you sleep, just everything across the board that's going to make you a better quarterback, a better wide receiver. And then you mentioned 46 guys. That, that's a lot. That right there says it all. Your resume speaks for itself. You know, the numbers there that you put into the, to the next level, whether it be uh, the Power Five or any five, if you will, they're playing football. They're not sitting at home. The other thing that you brought up, of course, that, that I look at, there's ballers here. You heard DeAndre Hopkins say that over there with the Texans. You know, he was asked a question right. about the defensive back over there, that Gilmore, and he said, man, they're from South Carolina. Now, the guy thought he was talking about the Gamecocks, but he's talking about our state. And it used to be, I don't know if it's true lately, but per capita, our state used to put as many guys in the NFL as anybody. And it's because of guys like yeah. you that take the time to work with these guys because you don't just, you know, you'll, you'll work with anybody. You know, you're a coach. You'll hit the quarterbacks, and that's, that's something that I see you do a good job with, but it's the other guys that we don't hear about that I know that you're working with as well, the, the receivers. Yeah, to be a good quarterback, well, you got to have a good receiver, right? Right. That, I mean, that hasn't changed. When you say per capita falls when it comes to athletes, first size of this state, we produce some of the best athletes, and, and we do. And when you talk about other positions, I mean, I, 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 you know, when I started this, you know, I started this saying, hey, I'm just going to be heavy quarterback driven just because – I used to work for some of the top scouting countries, I mean companies in the country, rivals, all those guys, BTO Sports. I used to hear the disrespect when it came to the quarterback position in South Carolina, and that's kind of what motivated me to not just mentor the quarterback that was from my high school, Tia Hanna, at the time. Because when I played pro ball, I always worked with the quarterbacks at my high school. When they, when I would train, like me and my best friends, Bobby McGowan, that's when both of us was playing arena football at the same time, we would always have other kids out there from our high schools that was throwing and stuff and, and, and catching. But once I got out of the game and retired, man, I would sit there and just listen. You know, I'm in all these other states, man. I'm listening like, yeah, the quarterback play in South Carolina, they just guys just athletic. And, you know, at the time, it's just like, yeah, you could go to one or two schools and find a quarterback. You know, when, you know, it's only like, when I when I say I'm in it and you start looking at the numbers, man, of the kids that are going to school, I know it's not all about Division One football, Division One football. That's all people hear, Division One, Division One, Division One. It's not about that. It's about kids going to school and getting their education paid for. Okay, so if you're if you're a Division One talent, it's gonna be it's it's gonna pop out there. You got what I'm saying? It's gonna be. It's gonna pop out there, whether it's on the FBS level or the FCS level. You know, take the opportunity to take those scholarships. But when I'm up here hearing it that oh, it's only a couple kids from South Carolina that can play quarterback. When I say a couple, I mean a couple. But then when you can go across the line over to Georgia, you got 30, 40 kids a year signing FCS, FBS scholarships. And then I'm looking at the kids over here, and I'm just like, that kid can do that same thing. But when that pipeline of, of, of at that position is not established, it's kind of hard for coaches to trust that, you know, there's some real good quarterbacks coming out of South Carolina when we had always been a pretty much a defensive state. You know, you can come in here and get a defensive tackle and guys go to college and, and you know, they, they're gone. They, they, they are playing on the next level and at a high level, defensive back. Receivers, you're talking about DeAndre Hopkins and all them, Martavis Bryant, you know, Alshon Jeffries, you know, Sidney Rice, those guys. I mean, you're talking about people have been coming in here just grabbing them, and even at the running back positions and stuff like that, but you just didn't see it. You know what I'm saying? And, and DB, 
You talk about defense, Stephon Gilmore, Jonathan Joseph. I mean, I can keep naming. I'm just putting something out there. You got what I'm saying? But it's always been low and why I do what I do. And and it's and it's and it's crazy. I mean, do we have dogs here? Like we like like he said, like DeAndre said in that in another article. Yeah, we do have dogs here. We have ball players here. But if these kids are not getting out here just because this is the way of recruiting today. You can't just play high school football and 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 just go and think that it's gonna happen that way. No, these guys you gotta play high school football and get out here and get to exposure camps that are meaningful. Let me say that again. You have to get out here to cop, get out here and get the exposure and get to the camps that are meaningful. Like everything is not meaningful when it comes to camps. I do a camp every year in the state of South Carolina just because of my vision from working with the other folks and hearing the disrespect when it came to the kids here to where I, I invite colleges in now to scout these kids, 200-plus kids at the same time from us doing it, inviting the coaches in two years ago. We've had over 30, 35 kids, yeah, 35 kids have received offers, and some of them have received multiple offers and way more offers since we did that event last spring, you know, that last spring. And so when you're talking about position, I, I train quarterback. Bob McGowan of league position training, he's a wide receiver coach. Chachi Sutherland is a DB coach. You know, you got um, Rashad Jackson, played at Clemson. He's the D-line coach. You know what I'm saying? So we, we got people, you know, Lee Chambers is over recruiting and, and things as a former college coach, you know, and bringing back Carlos, Carlos Whitmire as a linebacker coach, things like that. You know, we, we have the folks in place that have played the game. And that's not to say it's the EPT way. It's just that you're, you're dealing with guys that are, are, are real passionate about what they're doing, man, and, and it's for the state. It's not about the tension. You don't see us on online pumping attention, trying to give me credit for this and that. No, man, it's about the kids, bro. Everybody had their opportunity to play football at a high level, and they did it at a high level. So it's not a thing of that. You got what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying, and that's the one thing I love about it, man. Guys like you get you in here, man. All I got to do is say a little something, and you do exactly what I need you to do and break it down from the top to the bottom. And I think that's the biggest thing is that you've played the game, you coach the game, and now you're you're individually making the game better by position by position. And, and what you do over there, uh, not only at elite position training, but also the real elite quarterback academy and everything that you do is the reason I, I want to be a part of bringing you to Charleston, South Carolina, to put you around some of these quarterbacks down here because, you know, the coaches are busy down here. I get it. The high school coaches have to do more now than they've ever had to do, and, and, and I get it. I watch a lot of our coaches do things. So it's a, it's a big deal. Uh, to get guys like you in here, to get the right guys down here, and, and to train our kids. Again, whether they go to Somerville or they go to Ashley Ridge or they go to Fort Dorchester, Berkeley, or even Burke High School or, or anybody like that, I, I want to get these kids an opportunity, and I've already got a spot to take you to. I just get with you. Uh, I know we're going to hang out Friday in Myrtle Beach and Saturday over there at the North-South game. But before I get you out of here, it is top of the hour. Uh, we've got parents listening. I do know that for sure. Uh, how do they get in touch with you? And uh, just, I guess, if they're from the Charleston area, let them know that you and I are working on a date to get you down here. And then we'll release that whenever, uh, you know, you, you can tell me what day, Saturday or Sunday is best for you to get down here. And we'll make sure that we have a facility ready for you guys to go to work. Right. Can I say one thing real quick? Um, like you was talking about with, uh, you know, coming down there and, 
yeah, people say, oh, you just want to train the kids. They only train the kids in the upstate. I hear that all the time, which is not true, and I think you know that as well. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So well, you work with Jonathan Bennett one on one. I know that for yeah. a fact, and he was at Somerville. So. Yeah, I work with Jonathan Bennett. I'd be like, how can you say that when I got kids in Myrtle Beach? I trained, been with Luke Doty since the eighth grade. You know what I'm saying? I've been with Mason Garcia for the longest. But is what I'm saying is is if if you want the training, is there? I mean, and it's just. Yeah, I can't be in up places all at one time. That's why I hired another qualified assistant to help me out in regards to being certain places. You know, Austin McCaskill is, is a guy that I brought in as my assistant, and he's he's a former guy. He played at Clemson. He was a backup at Clemson, you know, and, yeah, some people may not know about him, but he's a guy that knows football. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing about it, knowing football and play quarterback. You know, not somebody that's learning how to play quarterback. It's a difference. You can learn how to play. I can sit here and tell you about quarterback all day long, okay? But at the end of the day, you will not know how to function in that pocket when a 6'5 in and 300-pound D tackles Mm. are coming at your head to where, you know what I'm saying? It's a different (laughs) world. It's a different world speaking the game and playing the game. Now, you've got a lot of them that can speak it. A lot of people want to criticize what a quarterback is doing. But a lot of y'all have never been in position to be able to understand why a quarterback is doing certain things. You got what I'm saying? Why they're maneuvering in the pocket? Why? Because you never played the position. Because you're just right. that judgmental person on the outside looking in. You got what I'm saying? So, but to say that we're tackling the state this year, man, just because of the the great uprise of all the young talent that's going on right now. And like I said before. It's a, it's a lot of good football that's being played at the quarterback position. And, you know, and I did get one, uh, a couple compliments from some high school coaches in regards to, you know, how much the quarterback play has upped over the years. And and he, made, he said it being serious and he said it with a joke. But at the same time, he said, I love it that it's up. But at the same time, I don't like it when I got to play against one of you guys. You got what I'm saying? <laughs> but it was a good compliment. It was a good sure. compliment to 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 you know my my work because a lot of times you don't hear compliments and I'm not looking for the compliments. My body of work with the kids will just will will showcase what I'm about. You got what I'm saying, right. and 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 that's what I try to do. But like for us, like you say, just with the training for the new year, we're covering the whole state, and and, and it's going to be half. It's going to be. Trust me, it's going to be evenly divided, and we're going to service these kids, man, to get them right. Like I said, we're going to go into this thing in 2020 hard, man, not just we want to make a statement in the Carolinas. We want to make a statement. And like I said, if you want to reach me, you can reach me on Twitter, of course, at Robinson underscore Ramon. I'm on uh, Instagram at QB Coach RR17. Facebook, Coach Dash Ramon Robinson. And my number, my contact number is 864-437-3391. And that is RR Elite QB Academy. Well, I tell you what, Coach, we'll retweet this out, you and I again. We'll, we'll talk today, actually, when I get off the air, because I want to put some dates together, because I already know it's already coming through our, our inboxes about when can we get you here, how quick can we get you here. Uh, and, and, again, it's the end of the year, so we're, we're going to have to work some things, some numbers out. But we'll we'll definitely put that together. Uh, before I get you out of here, you, you actually spent your high school days at, at T.O. Hanna. Is that correct? Yes, I did. So you know a little bit about this guy named Radio. 
that, uh, that, that oh, wow. it's unfortunately right now who's in the hospital. I know he's not at his best right now, but he's getting the best treatment that he can get to get better. Hopefully that's the, that's what we're going to see. I was going to go to a quick break, but I'll finish this with you, and then I'm going to bring in a guy that you know a little bit about uh, at the top of the hour, Kelly Bryant, who played at Clemson, who played at Wren, but most recently was at Missouri. Um, but go back to, to radio. How, how cool was that to be a part of that legacy uh, of what he's been and what he means to not only the program but to high school football? I mean, you know, there are so many guys that are around and, and that do so many things that, that, quite frankly, they're just their presence in the locker room, their presence on the football field. But when they're not there, the presence that's missed, right? I mean, it, it's got a very warm heart feeling, but radio is kind of that guy, without a doubt. He's that, that guy that I'd say kind of started or at least got that attention of it. The way he came into y'all's program over there and to what he's meant for the coach, to the town, and to the game of Friday Night Lights. I mean, I mean, radio's, uh, man, it, it, I hated to see he was back in the hospital. But uh, give us kind of a quick summary, I guess, what it was like to be in that program as this guy was coming up and uh, give us an update on his health if you know anything. Man, just going coming up in the program, just for one, where radio was where live is which is on East Side, and that's where I was I grew up at on East Side in Anderson, and uh, radio stayed right near the railroad tracks, and everything that you see, man, about radio is 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 man, it's woo, it's something. It's it's been special. I, I, that's all I can say. It's been special. He's been around since. I, I couldn't know. I was a ball boy. When I was a ball boy, radio was radio, and I didn't even understand what radio was or wouldn't understand what his mental capacity was. You got what I'm saying? And I always wondered, like, who is this guy? You know, and, and why is he doing that stuff or doing this and not knowing that he was, you know, had the mental issues. You got what I'm saying? And so as I got older, then you could understand. But, man, he was always the energy not just for Tia Hannah High School, man. He was the energy for the town, you know, and, and, and he's loved by everyone. And, 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 you know, it's just, you know, he would be waiting at the bus stop, man, just like us, you know, for school to mornings, man. And sometimes we would drop him off. Depending on who's going that way, we'd drop him off for school, drop him off for practice. He was always there. He was that guy that kept us going. And, and he always got this word to say, that's right, that's right. You know, that's him. That's right here. That's right. That's right. He won't know you by your name, but he me when he see me, quarterback. You quarterback, right? That's how he talks. <laughs> He'll know you by your position, and you'd be like, how, how in the hell did this guy remember all this? You know, <laughs> after all the people that's done been through the program, he may, he ain't gonna know you by your name. He's gonna know you by your position. You got what I'm saying? And say, you know, you know who I am, right? I'm radio. And then he's gonna point at his statue. <laughs> And he's going to let you know that. He's, he's going to light up your soul, man. You know, you got what I'm saying? And he's always oh, yeah. been that guy. He's always he's always been the general that led us out on the field. You got what I'm saying? Right. And it's more so we looked out for him because if radio didn't lead us out, we're looking around. We held a game up. We held a game up, and radio actually was getting a hot dog. And this is a memory I'll never forget. <laughs> we, played in, we played in Greenwood, okay? We played in Greenwood, and they doing the announcements. Radio went to get a hot dog, and the concession stand at every stadium would always give radio hot dogs and stuff free because he loved hot dogs. You got what I'm saying? He loved hot dogs. Radio saw that we was getting ready to come out, and it was a hill, okay? It was a hill in Greenwood. He was running, and he ran. He fell. 
He fell, tumbled down the hill. Guess what? He never dropped that hot dog. Okay? <laughs> he never dropped that hot dog, but at the same time, he made it onto the field, man. But at the same time, he ended up, he broke his arm. Oh. And he didn't even know he broke his arm. You know what I'm saying? Wow. That's how passionate he was about <laughs> leading the team out there. But it was always a story about, you know, him running down the hill, stumbling. He never dropped that hot dog, brother. Wow. And he never missed an you. opportunity to lead us out on the team, man. Wow, that's awesome. I tell you, and I've, I've watched that movie. There's certain movies I watch. I remember the Titans, Rudy, and, and Radio. They're my three favorite football movies that I get a chance to watch. Uh, you know, I, I, I have really, you know, we. you look at the big day for me is, is to see this guy in the hospital. You see this guy really kind of, uh, I guess, you, you know, struggling, if you will. We've had, unfortunately, a lot of, a lot of uh, people called home here early. To, to, to the big house, of course, Coach McKissick, Coach Taft, uh, Ted Burns was one of those guys that, that was called. He was a radio guy here. But you start to see all these people in the hospital. It's like, God, it's still going, man. It's, it, this is that time of year, though. December's a day. If you can make it through December, they say you can make it through a few more a few more months here. But uh, this is kind of when he does that roll call. But, uh, you know, I, I'm going to be up there for the Shrine Bowl in a couple of weeks, and I'm going to pray to God that he gets out and you get me a chance to introduce him to me because I'd love to meet him. He's He's a hero to me and what I do. And uh, they've got a guy at Somerville. His name's Brucey. And Bruce is that guy. Bruce is in his late 50s, but he's at every game. Uh-huh. He's there ready to roll. He knows your number. He might not know your name, but he knows your number. And he knows the year you graduated and what position you played. And, uh, and, and he is. always asks you for a little <laughs> bit of change and a piece of bubble gum. <laughs> yeah, you already know. So I always bring him a. Yeah, he's got parents that walk up with bags of bubble gum, you know, like trick-or-treat bags, and just give it to them. They don't even say anything anymore. It just says Brucey, and they hand it to him. But, uh, man, I appreciate you, man. And I really am glad we finally connected on on Saturday, and I enjoyed hanging out with you on the sidelines and, and kind of cutting full with Yurik and uh, Bryant, your two guys, and getting to know your nephew a little bit, which, by the way, this kid's a stud, man. He's a basketball guy, but, boy, he looks as every bit of dangerous on a wide receiver. I mean, he, he could be at Alshon uh, Jeffries if hey, he wanted hey. to be. Hey, hey, I keep telling you, man, listen, yeah. he's no disrespect to Joe or anybody that's been there. He he would tell you right now, I'm the best quarterback at Wren High School. He did tell me. <laughs> Bryce, McGowan, Bryce McGowan will tell you that. And when I say this, when I say this, and I say this in all meaning, and his dad will tell you this. When I right. say this kid was special at quarterback, but, you know, they handle and they do the things how they do it, and I love how they do it. They let Wherever you get interest at, that's what that's what they want him to concentrate on. You got what I'm saying? His dad was a two-sport star in college as right. well in high school. You know what I'm saying? And gotcha. he played, you know what I'm saying? So he just let him, hey, whichever one takes off first. But just imagine the kid right now, he's almost six, he's six five, almost six six, and has a gun on him. I promise <laughs> you, him and his brother right now, his brother is at Pitt. I can see those two guys being the type of guys like the Antonio Gates of the world. You know, they can spend their their careers playing, you know, college basketball. Just say spend the things wasn't to work out. Just use an example like Forrest Next Level. I can see those guys, those two guys being those type of guys to be able to go back and transition and will pick up a contract just like that. Hmm. You got what I'm saying? Because football oh, yeah. made them what they are right now for in regards to being able to to handle the, the, the toughness going through the whole, you know, through the lane and things like that, man. But those guys were some special kids at 
you know, at the, on the football team as well. But I say that because the kid will tell you, he was a dog at quarterback. He could play. Everybody looking, oh, he's a receiver. Nah, he was a quarterback, bro. <laughs> he, was, he was a quarterback. But you know what I'm saying? But it, it, you got to think about it. He grew up when I – he was trained with me ever since, like, the fourth or fifth grade. You know, I was just getting Kelly, uh, Austin Bradley out of O.W. High School who just finished up at Hampton, William Coleman who was at Wando, you right, might remember, and um, mm-hmm. and 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 my other guys, you know, D.J. Israel and all those guys, Shy Works. That's one of my business was building. He was young. So you got to think right. about it. He's, he's out there training with those guys, man. You know what I'm saying? He's training with those guys at a young age and just picking up the swag, as they say today, just picking up the swag. And, and next thing you know, you would see it. He'd go have a little Super Saturday games, man. He had that throwing the ball all kind of ways. And, and and next thing you know, he's doing the little Superman thing like Cam Newton. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, so he could play, man. But like I said, he, he's doing his thing in basketball and, and very happy for him and his success. And it's going to, you know, his continued success that he will have. You know, and I know you're having uh, Kelly on next, and uh, I think that's going to be a real good conversation with y'all as he, as he gets prepared for the next level and uh, heals up and, and uh, strengthen that hamstring up so he can go be who he is, you know. Oh, he's going to do big things, and, uh, man, we're excited about it. Coach, uh, I'll call you here probably about midday. We'll get some dates lined up, and, again, like I know, I'll see you Friday down at Myrtle Beach. We'll spend the day Saturday watching a lot of your guys uh, run around the field and some kids that we've had here on the show with us as well. But I'm looking forward to the partnership uh, and, and to give your program, to give your uh, your vision a voice here on Southern Sports Central. That's what it's all about, man. We can we can come and do live shows while you guys are doing live training, man. We can definitely have a lot of fun with this thing. We can make it grow. And, you know, our goals are the same. And if your goal is not to get these kids better, if you're out here for yourself, it's not going to work. You know, again, I can do a lot of things here, but without these young athletes, we had three different quarterbacks on yesterday that won three different titles at three different levels. Uh, we had the 2A, the 3A, and the 4A state championship quarterbacks on the show yesterday and gave them an opportunity to talk a little bit and not just watch them or read about them. You got to hear from them, just like your coach, uh, Ramon Robinson, uh, here today with us. And, uh, Coach, we greatly appreciate it. Thanks for connecting the dots to get Kelly in here next, and uh, I'll catch up with you here in a few minutes. I appreciate them. Thank you for having me on. Yes, sir. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Ramon Robinson, the coach, if you will, he has done a lot of great things. He's coached a lot of great players. We've got to go to a quick break because he is ready to roll. Kelly Bryant, the former quarterback at Clemson, he finished his days over at Missouri, so he stayed a Tiger all the way through his college career and uh, did it as a hurricane with the Wren in his high school days. So he's going to join us next. We're going to take a quick, quick break. We'll come back, and uh, we'll get in with the uh, former quarterback at Missouri as he trains to get ready for the 2020 NFL Draft Day. Coming up next on Southern Sports Central. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I want to thank you guys for tuning in this morning. It is a beautiful, chilly Wednesday morning here on the 11th day of December, a few days away from Christmas. Of course, uh, you know, uh, what we have done is uh, we're going to keep the coach in here with us. He actually, uh, we'll kind of let him, he's going to hang tight with us, and uh, we're going to bring in right now Kelly Bryant. Everybody knows him from his days as a Tiger with Clemson, of course, most recently over at Missouri. 
And, uh, boy, he actually uh, showed me that this uh, quarterback, you, actually started at Wren High School. Uh, so, without further ado, Kelly, thanks for joining us here this morning, man. I, I greatly appreciate your time. I know everybody's pulling at you, so thanks for uh, letting us have a little time with you. Oh, yes, sir, man. I'm happy to be on, man. I appreciate you bringing me on. No doubt about it. You do a lot of these, man. So this is just another day at the office for a guy like you. If you're not throwing footballs, I'm sure you're having conversations. Uh, You're coming back. You were in Dallas, I believe, uh, over the weekend yesterday. Uh, So we weren't able to catch you yesterday. That's all right, man. The good thing is we're six days a week, so we'll adjust to your schedule. Uh, So what's it been like, man? Just uh, before we get into everything else, we're going to talk Clemson. We'll talk uh, Missouri. But, uh, you know, you played your final game in college. I saw you hugging. You know the fam there on the on the sidelines, uh, but but what's been like the last two or three weeks since the season's kind of wrapped up and and now you've kind of started this new chapter, at least going into that direction of getting ready for uh, the uh, 2020 NFL draft. Oh uh, man, it's been a crazy two three weeks. Um, you know, basically like last week of the season, um, you know, leading up to the um last game, um, we had found out news from the NCAA you know, that we weren't allowed to go to a bowl game. So, you know, just hearing that, you know, that was just the last, you know, my last week, you know, as a um, college athlete. Um, and then then making the decision that, you know, the coaches and me just sitting down, you know, just feeling that it'd be best for me, you know, not to, you know, go out there, you know, just put myself in harm's way um, for the last game. And then just really just letting it sit in, um, really after the game, that, you know, this, that's pretty much it. You know, now it's time to, you know, move on to the next chapter. You know, just have an opportunity um, to go up on the next level and um, continue to play um, football at the quarterback position. So, you know, now it's just basically the biggest thing for me is just getting all um, my strength and um, just getting my hamstring 100%, um, getting ready for the um, Shrine Bowl that's in January. And then also just, like, things that lean up to, you know, for his combine and pro days and working out. Live right now with Kelly Bryan. He uh, played his college days, uh, last few days there over at Missouri. Of course, he came in the league or in the uh, college ranks over at Clemson uh, for the Tigers and Dabo Sweeney. A lot of fun, a lot of conversation we're going to have here with him for the next 15, 20 minutes. Uh, but but let's start at the beginning, man. You don't know where somebody's, you know, where, where they are unless you know where they've been. Of course, for you, it all started at Wren High School right there in, in Piedmont, South Carolina. Of course, you guys. Uh, we're doing big things back then, and you just had you just heard your uh, your training coach there, Coach Ramon Robinson, talk to you, us about you getting hurt your senior year, which probably kept you guys from winning that state championship. But you know, we saw a lot of the videos with the team going back after winning the championship. I had a chance to to meet with, I believe, a lot of people call her Mama Tate, who is the head coach's wife. I interviewed her right after the game, and and that thing went viral <laughs> quick, man. You can't. I love interviewing coaches' wives. I grew up uh, in this business uh, with Coach McKissick and Miss McKissick, who I actually stopped by yesterday to say hello to her. And, um, you know, there's a lot of respect for these women who have to put up with a lot of stuff from their husbands when they lose. Boy, I couldn't imagine being in the house, but they give up so much time. But she talked a lot about things off the, you know, off the record with me about you, about some of the other kids who came through the program and how much she appreciates being a part of this uh, this this football thing at Ren is a big deal. You guys are historically a really solid program, and the championships don't even come close to to defining what this uh, program means to a guy like you. Or you had your you know your your buddy Eric, who of course now is at, at the University of South Carolina. But tell us about Ren and, and your days at Ren, and, and you growing up in a town like that that was surrounded by Friday Night Lights. Oh man, I can't you know just thank Ren, the whole Ren community of it. And Piedmont, you know, just 
welcomed me in from day one because um, I actually started um, my high school career down in Abbeville, very small town, you know, football runs heavy throughout the town, you know, the town shuts down on Friday nights. And then just, you know, when I make the transition um, from Abbeville to Wren, man, it just was, it was pretty much like, you know, everybody was so welcoming to me. Um, Mama Tate, you know, all the coaches and all the uh, rest of the students in the town, man, it just, it was just something special about Wren, just, you know, just whenever I would have a break um, at Clemson, you know, first thing I do, I just stop by, see Coach Tate, you know, all the guys that were still there, and go by the school and they'll see all the teachers and administrators, you know, because, you know, I feel like, you know, I owe it to them, you know, the, you know, how they, you know, brought me in, welcomed me in and just poured out their love and um, support for me. You know, that's just the same thing, you know, I, I try to do every time, you know, whenever I go over there, you know, just give them some of my time because, you know, they gave me everything that um, a young kid could ask for, you know, coming into a program like Wren. Live right now with Kelly Bryan, who played his high school days at Wren High School. He was a hurricane uh, for a few years over there where, of course, uh, we've learned that, boy, that's a quarterback factory. The one thing uh, that you were able to watch that uh, you, you look at a kid like uh, Joe Owens, and we'll talk a little bit about him. He came in here with us yesterday, and I had the chance to get to grow and know this kid the last three or four weeks. I had him in here every week uh, talking about, you know, his, his balling opportunities, his chances to do what he does, and, of course, winning the way he was able to win up there just knocking down others who said he can't. He said, sit back, hold my soda pop, and watch what I do, and he's done it in fashion. I mean, the kid broke a state record, won a state championship. He did all the things that uh, well, hadn't been done yet at Wren. But you guys, you and, of course, like I mentioned, Mr. Yurik, you guys were supportive of him, man. I mean, that's a huge deal to see you guys on the sidelines, knowing that where you are playing or where you played at the next level, you came back. And I, and I say this to any guy who graduates, if I MC a banquet, or I do anything around a bunch of high school gentlemen, or even here on the show, I'll tell them all the time, go back to where you came from. Show these kids you appreciate what the program gave to you and get back to that program. And you do that, Kelly, as good as anybody, man. I've never heard anybody say a bad thing about you. Even when you, you took that chance, you took that leap from the ACC at Clemson and went to the SEC at Missouri, you know, you still were a Tiger. You didn't change your mascot. You just changed a couple of color schemes that you had to go get. But other than that, a lot of it, you know, you still kind of give back over there with Joe. Tell us about your connection with this kid and your time and working with him. I know Coach uh, Robinson and you guys all still, he makes you guys, well, he doesn't really make you guys, but I'm sure he encourages you guys to be around all those guys that go through this exact same training. Um, Just, you know, just going off with Joe, man, you know, what he's, what he's done, you know, in a year in the offense, and just the growth that he's made, man, it hasn't been done. You know, I didn't do it in my first year. And um, me and Jay, you know, we had, you know, there was some struggles. I know Joe struggled, but, you know, to see how he progressed, you know, when he first got there until uh, winning the state championship and breaking that record, man, it just goes to show, you know, the, the work that he's put in, um, you know, with himself and um, with Coach Tate and with, with Ramon, and also with the guys there at Wren. So, you know, it's just a huge credit. You know, he's a guy that's, you know, going to be humble. Um, you know, he's not a guy that's going to, you know, listen to all, all outside noise. But, you know, it just it just goes to show, you know, what type of guy he is. And just personality-wise, you know, man, he's, he's pretty much like one of the guys, you know, all of us, you know, joking around. But at the same time, you know, he's he's a guy that's, he's that's hungry. You know, uh, just being around um, when, I, when I work out with Ramon and just seeing him when he works out, you know, the guy, he's a, he's a crafter. You know, he's going to always work on his craft. And, you know, it just showed, like I said, just this past season, you know, I wasn't able to, you know, catch any games um, before on um, the state championship, but um, my, my parents will always send the links, 
you know, I'd just be sitting there watching this, this kid, man, just like each and every week he just got better. And, you know, it was just good to see, you know, uh, Ramon even joked about it, you know, just um, about after the game when me and him and Jay were all together. It's like, y'all two couldn't get it done. Somebody had to get it done. You know, it just goes to show, you know, as, as the time goes on in the program, you know, it's been one of those that just kept on climbing, you know, throughout the years, and, you know, you know, eventually, you know, we was going to get it. And then this past Saturday, you know, we broke down the wall and got it. And, you know, just go to show those kids, you know, all working together, you know, just on the same common goal, you know, achieve something. Live right now with Kelly Bryant, former quarterback at Wren High School. Now let's take a step as you went through that. That And I'm imagining it was probably as it is today where you guys go in and signing day is there, right? Now they have an early signing day, but. Back then, I believe it was still February back in the day when you signed on board to Clemson. Did you do the exact same thing? Did you go to the auditorium and lay out the hats and do all the fun things? It's been a while since I've looked at that video, but <laughs> tell us a little bit about that, man. You, you graduate from high school. Everybody's coming at you, man. I already knew you were going to be a big name, and considering where you were located, that didn't always mean that you're going to go to Clemson, but it was a pretty good you know, again, they say the closing rate on anybody that goes onto the campus at Clemson is about 99.9.999% done. <laughs> I say this on the yeah. show all the time, man. If my grandmother was still alive and standing over there on a bridge getting ready to jump off, I'm I'm going to go get Dabo Sweeney because I think he can talk her off the edge as best as anybody. But t- tell us about that day, man, that special day that seemed so long ago, I'm sure, for you. Uh, when you decided where you were going to go to college, did you do the bells and whistles with the hats and the news media? And where did you do it? And, and then tell us why you picked Clemson and, and kind of get into this start of the uh, the interview where we're going to talk about your college time now on the show. Um, so for my um, announcement, uh, my dad actually, you know, when I was, when I had told him, you know, I was ready to uh, commit, um, he was like, um, just wait a little bit, you know, let's do like a little ceremony with all the hats and all, you know, that you see that a bunch of guys are doing. But, you know, I wasn't, like, one of those guys um, that, you know, wanted to do all that. I just wanted to, you know, announce my commitment and, you know, just be done with it, you know, just get ready for the season. But I actually committed. Um, it was during the um, spring semester, like, literally right off the basketball. Uh, I, I committed just by um, Twitter, you know, just put it out there, you know, just simple as that, um, nothing nothing really major. Um, and so then that's when um, – Leading up until it's like late, late August, I um I did a um ceremony at the school with all my coaches, my family and teammates um that came by, um and then uh I just signed a financial aid agreement because I was I had decided to graduate high school early and enrolled in January, and just biggest thing for me, you know why I I decided to chose um Clemson, um I can remember in high school my junior year. Um, I got really sick. You know, I have Crohn's disease, and you know there were some schools that were starting to fall fall um, off on my um, recruiting trail because I wasn't going to camps because I was in the hospital for like two and a half months. And at that time, you know, um, Coach Sweeney, Coach Scott, and Coach Morris, you know, they they, they um, offer stood with me, um, 100%. There was no, you know, they were not they were not going to take it away. And, you know, just being a 17 year old kid and just hearing that from um, a school and a program, you know, it's in in state, literally thirty minutes up the road, not even that, you know, from Ren. And you know, it just meant a lot to me, you know, that they stood by their word their word, you know, just me just wanting to play for my home state, 
you know, having my families in the stands each and every week. It just meant a lot to me now have an opportunity, you know, for, you know, kids in South Carolina, um, especially at the quarterback, you know, to see, you know, someone like me, okay, you know, just being just you know, someone they can look up to, you know, being able, being able that they can have a opportunity uh, um, a work source opportunity, you know, to play for their home state as well, you know, whether it's in South Carolina, whether it's at South Carolina or at Clemson, and, you know, just being, you know, just knowing that I had that and the support I had around everyone in the state, man, it just meant a lot, you know, when the, the orange and purple. Live right now with Kelly Bryant talking to him about his days at Wren. Now we're into the days of Clemson and, 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 Man, I, I got to be honest with you, man. You, you've seen this program at Clemson go from, from what it was, which was good when you got there, right? I mean, you got there. It was a good program yeah. to getting better during your days. Mm. And, uh, you, you know a kid that I, I've watched grow up. Uh, he used to chew on my cleats. He used to spit on my gloves, and that's Hunter Renfro. Everybody knows Hunter is a guy that can catch and do all that. But they tell you what, I knew Hunter in diaper days at, at Sockasty where his dad was my baseball coach. And he, even then, this kid was – he was a stud as a baby. So we knew he was going to be a big deal. Uh, yeah, tell us about, you know, because the one thing I do know about Coach Dabo Sweeney, and, and I, again, I'm, I, I think he's a, an incredible man as much as he is a credible coach, and you see what he does with the athletes that he has. But to me, it looks like, Kelly, when he recruits you guys, he recruits character that mixes with the character already on the campus. It, it, it just what it is, and it seems to work out, and the guys that come in and don't seem like they've got that, maybe it was a misjudged situation. Uh, they, they don't even – they might not even make it to the field. They, they don't see – you know, they just don't mix in. And you guys kind of – it's like a wolf pack. You guys kind of kind of almost kind of get them out if you can't blend them in. Tell us about the character and your time with a guy like a Hunter Renfro and some of the other big names. There's a lot of big names that came through your program uh, when you were over there at Clemson and doing the big things that you were able to do. Oh, uh, yes. That's the, you hit it right on the head uh, with the character and the crew piece. That's, some, that's the biggest thing that – they're going to look at, you know, they're coming. Um, you know, it's literally throughout all the classes, you know, they're going to bring guys in, you know, like that's going to pretty much like mesh. You know, that's what I can say for my recruiting class. You know, they get guys like Mitch Hyde, Raven McLeod, Deion Kane, um, uh, who else? Cleveland Farrell, Christian Wilk, uh, Austin Bryant, just all guys are high-character guys, you know, they just happen to be really great football players at the same time. And, you know, these just guys – you know, that, you know, that's going to make the program better. Um, one of the biggest things that he always stressed, just lead the program better than um, where you found it. I mean, just, and that's just literally been, you know, the case, you know, each and every year, you know, the guys that he's bringing in. Um, you know, guys want to play with Coach Swinney because he's a um, player, a player's coach, and, you know, he can uh, relate to you. Um, and so, you know, just knowing that you have that, you know, and the coach that's going to be real with you and also, you know, that's gonna, he's going to want you to graduate, you know, um, he's gonna he's gonna make you graduate. That's the biggest thing. He's always pushed towards that because he wanna get the best out of you, um, not on the on the only on the field, but also off the field as well. Um and then he's got guys like you said, like Hunter Renfro, um, well known throughout South Carolina, also just up through the country, you know, the you know, the year he's having up there at the league. Man, he's just been a uh, very humble guy, man. Hunter's, you know, one of those guys that you always wanna have on on your team and also one of those guys you would love to have in your wedding, man. And um, he's just one of those guys that, you know, he just do whatever he, whatever it takes. You know, he's not going to talk a lot, but at the same time, he's just one of the guys that will play through the talking. He just, he's just been a blessing to the program, blessing to me, you know, just to play, you know, play around, play with, and um, just have it, I have, I can call it a friend. 
live right now with Kelly Bryant uh, right here on Southern Sports Central. Hey, Kelly, it's Will Porter. Um, I'm the one that's uh, pressing the buttons, and um, I, it was a pleasure to meet you on Saturday night. I was along the sidelines there with Richie, and um, I and I talked to you a little bit about uh, my hometown is uh, Saluda, and where it's a very small town, and we won our first state championship in a while, and uh, so I can I can see that small town mentality that, that you talk about, and, and that, that that's a that's a level of respect that I have for you. And I grew up being a, a Clemson fan and, um, and watching you uh, while while you were there. So, um, but my my question is, you know, you're leading into now you're no longer a collegiate athlete, and so now you are entering into the NFL draft, or are you you're committing? So you're prep you're prepping for that, and kind of kind of give us the kind of give us your training like what uh the process and what you're going through uh leading up into uh the draft this upcoming summer um just biggest thing um i went out to dallas look at a few facilities um so now i'm just going with the michael johnson performance um, facility out in dallas and biggest thing um especially like right now um just rehab 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 you know just because I have the um, East-West Triangle in January. So um, just biggest thing for me, just trying to get my body, you know, back 100% on where I can be able to showcase my abilities, you know, in front of all the scouts, GMs, and all those guys out there. You know, it's a huge opportunity um, just for me just to be selected, um, invited to come down there. Um, so, you know, I'm just gracious of that. And then just after that, um, you know, you have the, the combine and pro day and then the workouts. You know, just you know, getting just getting more knowledge. You know, for you know how to how to approach you know all the um situation. You know what they're going to be asking me for. It's, you know, board board work, um, interview process, interview prep, and also you know just getting on a nutrition diet. You know where you know I'm just eating the right foods, putting the right stuff in my body. You know that's gonna um that's gonna give me a better um impact um rather than a negative where I'm putting bad foods. You know now it's now it's you know, like I said, the transition from a collegiate athlete to a professional, um, because you know now it's you know it's not going to be any school anything like that. It's going to be strictly on uh, football. You know, it's just having the mindset you know where you know just have every time I wake up, you know I'm just doing everything with a purpose. You know, um, not just you know just waking up. You know, just just going through the motions of the day. Um, and just uh, having you know just great mindset about it. You know, everything that I approach. You know, just looking forward to the opportunities that present themselves and just taking advantage of them now. Right. Live right now with Kelly Bryan, who is getting ready for uh, the combine of uh, the 2020 combine of the NFL combine. He's done the work. He's put in the time, and he's not done yet. Oh, he's not done yet. Still uh, go ahead and get that popcorn box top back off and uh, get ready for the next chapter. We've seen chapter one, chapter two. If you're Coach uh, Ramon Robinson, you've seen a bunch more chapters over there, I'm sure. Uh, we see this guy that's just uh, roaming around the sidelines with his helmet off, and he's smiling. And, you know, it's got very much – and it was fun being on the sideline with you, by the way. Every time somebody would holler, I don't know why you thought they were hollering for you. I mean, I was like, Coach, you know they're hollering for us. This kid, who's this guy? You know, who's this kid over here standing <laughs> over here? Of course they weren't hollering for us. <laughs> but, uh, but nevertheless, uh, you, you do have that you, – you, you've got that, that ability to be as humble as you, you can be, and I, and I love that about you, man. And I've never had a chance to – to meet you and of course Clemson Tom and I are, are, are good buddies he's been you know a co-host on this show as well but he's still here he's just uh you know he's got some other things he's going and, and accomplishing with the little man down there he's trying to train him up to get him ready for his days at Clemson but uh of course uh Xander's got a few more years there as he's still I think Xander's <laughs> six or seven years old but uh 
Uh, I am going to bring back in uh, Coach Robinson. Uh, Coach, uh, as we have uh, talked in, in hour number one and in a little bit here of hour number two, you know, share a little bit about uh, Kelly Bryant, something that nobody else would know that, that's okay to be said on the radio, by the way. <laughs> but uh, something that, that, that would kind of shock us because uh, I've heard so much about you, Kelly, from Clemson Tom and all of your Clemsonites uh, around the country that called me, and, and they were heartbroken, man. It was almost like a funeral when you decided to go to Missouri, and it was a lot of people. They were excited for you. Nobody said a bad thing about you. They came on the show. They said, man, we look forward to watching them do some things. We don't have to play them unless we go to a bowl game. A tiger, right? He just wears a different color. Uh, but nevertheless, you had a lot of fans that became Missouri fans right off the bat because it was a testimony of the kind of man you are, not just the football player, but the man you are off the field, carries with you on the field, uh, so, Coach Robinson, as I bring you back in here with me, uh, I want you to talk a little bit about this young man, Kelly Bryant. You've trained him since, I believe you said, since he was in fourth or third grade, and here he is now getting ready to go no, the no, draft. No, I mean, no, no, no. No? Not that long or too long? <laughs> not that long. <laughs> no, he just, I wouldn't have been doing that for practicing hand dogs if I would have been that late. Hey. <laughs> no, but I <laughs> – no, he uh, – no, Kelly started training with me right after his ninth grade year. Start training with yeah. Rex right after his ninth grade year, and um, we've been grinding ever since then. Just transitioning, you know, just from a wing T triple option quarterback that you know normally just rolled out right, rolled out left, and um, I've just, you know, it's kind of been a it's, it's been a pleasure just watching him grow, and and it's not just him. When like I said earlier, with developing, I mean. He he knows some of the talks we didn't had and, and and you know to the point to where he might have wanted to quit he might have hated me you got what I'm saying because at the end of the day I I try to get the best I can out of him out of the kids that I do train and he was one of those ones and he'll tell you I had to push him to the limit to where I kind of wanted to push him away from quarterback just to see where he stood you got what I'm saying because everybody like I say everybody can look at a quarterback and judge what they're doing. But everybody's not – everybody don't want to be a quarterback. You know, everybody can throw the football, but it takes a lot to be a quarterback, and that comes with the, the mental toughness, you know, and, and the, the, the mindset to be able to be a leader. And when you say who he is, I don't want to toot his horn too much, but when you say who he is, what he does, what I've seen from him is everything that he does is genuine. You got what I'm saying? Like when you're talking about people – people, you know, calling his name and going, you know, a lot of times you see that where it, it stays, you know, well, I'm an athlete, well, I'm a, I need to sign this autograph. You got what I'm saying? And that's not him. I mean, I've seen it to where it doesn't matter where it's at. He's always been a people's person. Like, even when we have, you know, the, the older guys out there, he will make sure he go over there and interact with the younger group. You got what I'm saying? Just to just to let him know, and that's not trying to 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 put himself or be different from anybody else. That's just who he is. You got what I'm saying? That's just who he is. He's fun loving. He he, he loves the kids as well, and it's just like he loves to interact with them. He loves to interact with people, and that's what you want as a quarterback. Because a lot of times, like oh, this person is unapproachable. You hear that all the time. You know, I can't go up to him. I can't. This is a guy that you can. I mean, that's just like hell. We was on the plane, you know. Sometimes I have to tell him, I say, hey, man, just don't look back. <laughs> keep straight. I say, keep walking. I say, because if you turn back right now, if somebody looking, they want to take a picture. You know what I'm saying? And this just happened yesterday. Am I lying, Kim? So, 
I'm just like, uh, I'm just like, man, just keep walking. If you don't want to do nothing, just keep walking. But the thing of it is, you know, he he he, he carries that smile, and, and people like that. And and it's just that's just him. I mean, you know, it's kind of like one of the things that he's frowning, and something's wrong with it. But as he's smiling, man, it's it's smiling is contagious, and 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 that's what you see in his vibe is contagious. It's contagious when it comes to you know, wanting to be around a guy like that. You know what I'm saying? And that's and that's like I said a couple of years ago, I told kids I'm I'm smiling from here on out on every picture that I do because smiling is healthy, smiling is contagious and it makes you feel good. You got what I'm saying? And so rather than sitting here mean mugging somebody for no apparent reason, you know, but that's what you get from him. Like I said, it's contagious and who he is and as who he is as an athlete and as a man now, a young man, is that his best football is still yet to be seen, okay? Mm. You know, you you go through different little things in, in life, you know, as far as in, with injuries and things of that sort. Sometimes, you know, things happen like that to, to, to embrace that situation to where, guess what? A lot of times you, you, you don't know why, but it'd be like, I, I don't want everybody to see what you got right now. You got what I'm saying? And, and, and you don't understand it. But sometimes with me, as I got older, I started to look at certain things and try to and to understand and put myself in that situation. And that's why I say when I'm looking at him and I see his game, and he'll tell you, I haven't played my best football. You know, but I see it. I've been seeing it. I've seen it for years. You know what I'm saying? I've seen it for years in regards to who this guy is, and I'm looking forward to seeing his process as like you said before, we go through this pre pre draft training, you know, as as we partner with another quarterback coach out there, just like you said before, because of me and all the training I have to do here. But I'm just looking forward to seeing his progress and how he transitions into being a professional athlete. And that's something that I do know about because, you know, I played the game and I know the, the struggles of wanting to be a professional athlete on a certain level. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be pretty good to you know to sit back and and watch this guy transform into that man. No doubt about it. Live right now with uh, Coach Robinson, of course, uh, does all the training uh, with uh, Kelly Bryant, a former quarterback at Mizzou. Also did some time over at Clemson and uh, Wren High School. All of it connected to the, the trifecta there. And, and you said something, Coach, that I think that, that everybody needs to hear. Your body language is your best. I I, I would say. Uh, introduction if you will smiling is contagious uh-huh. coach i say that all the time man i'm the most happiest high-fiving this giving guy you'll ever meet besides maybe you and kelly uh you know i just I, look i don't have an it takes more energy to frown than it, it takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile and i'm like man it ain't that bad and if it is bad today that means tomorrow's gonna rock man all i gotta do is wake up because yesterday was awful so that's kind of how i look at things and you know you talk about that smile not to compare to cam newton by no means but, you know, that's what Cam Newton brings to the game. And, 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 I, and I hate to see people give this guy a hard time because he's just – he's being him. No, it doesn't fit who you want him to be. That doesn't make him a bad person. That just, just don't hang out with the guy. Don't watch him on TV. Don't follow him on social media. If you don't like what he's doing, it's pretty easy. Shut him out. Right. <laughs> but I like what he's doing. I mean, look, he's an individual doing individual things. He smiles everywhere he goes. How can you not like a guy like that? And, uh, Kelly, you do the same thing, man. Down on the sideline, you got all these people hollering at you from the stands. You got – I mean, you got cops coming up taking pictures with you. Uh, I can only imagine walking in in, in a in, in an airport with you. Jesus, Joe, you're, you're ever going to get anywhere. Just turn around. Don't don't do it. Don't turn around. Don't do it. As soon as you make eye contact, you're screwed because you got to stop. 
It's like it's on the internet. It's got to you know it's got to be true. Uh, for me, I, I couldn't imagine being you by no means. And again, the the, the character I, I think Coach Robinson that tells the most about him when he went to Missouri, right? And everybody in the ACC they hate the SEC. It's 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 like the Hagfields and McCoys. They don't like each other. But you kind of broke right. that barrier. These guys were like, man, he's going to Missouri. He's in the middle of the uh, he's in the middle of the country for what it's worth, but he's going to the enemy. Nevertheless, but yet they still followed you, Kelly. They still loved on you. I still get people call into the show and we'll talk about you. And I'm like, man, this guy's great. And then I didn't really recognize because you were so low key on Saturday night. I didn't know that was you. I mean, really, honestly, uh, Coach Robinson had to look at me and say, yeah, that's that's Kelly right there. And I was like, oh, well, how cool is that? And you, you and you and your buddy Eric there, who's at South Carolina, uh, neither one of you guys really are showboaty. You're not flashy. You really don't want, like you mentioned just a minute ago, you didn't care about all the bells and whistles and and making a big announcement, having, you know, the, the fireworks go off when you announced where you were going to go. You just kind of did it your own deal, and, and I think that's pretty awesome. Let me ask you this, though, Kelly. When you went from the, the transition from the SEC to the ACC, and, and, and I want your honest opinion because you played competition within the lines at the SEC and in the ACC. Is it what you hear all the time about the SEC's a little tougher and the ACC's not this and that. Kind of give us a comparison from a player within the lines that have played at both, I would say, conferences in major universities. What's the difference between the two, and is there any truth there to one being more competitive than the other? Um, you know, like you say, you always hear, like, you know, the SEC. You know, when I was looking at it, ball is ball. Um, you know, I didn't try to, like, um, like buy into it. Um, and you know, I knew what I had to bring, you know, each and every week. You know, whether you know I was at Clemson or whether you know I was in Missouri. Um, you know, of course, um, you know, you play in certain programs and they may be known for um, you know, having a good uh, top tier of receivers. You know, each and every uh, D lineman, um, just stuff like that. But you know, for me, you know, it was just ball. You know, each and every week. Um, you know, I try not to listen to it. You know, just buy into it, like I said. But you know, it was it was the big thing. The difference for me, it was just being out in Missouri and just uh, having to deal with the cold each and every week. You know, that was the biggest difference I can say. <laughs> Live right now with Kelly Bryant. Of course, he played his quarterback days lately at Missouri. He transferred from the ACC to the SEC. Uh, now, now let's go another route here before I get you guys out of here. And Kelly, I appreciate your time and coach your time as well. And and hopefully, guys, we can continue to do this. Kelly, it'd be an honor to have you in here during this transition and then once you go through your draft if you give us i'll even give you you know you can give me five minutes man just to kind of tell the listeners down here and around the area of what it was like to go through that draft day which you're going to go you're going to go high and heavy brother you bring a lot more to the table than just your game you have a lot more to, to offer the league and i'm excited to watch that but when you went to so many stadiums uh, what has been the most i, I would say what's, what's been the, the fun the, the best stadium I, I guess that's the right word i'm looking for that you've competed in with the fans that were the loudest, that, that, that really had some tradition with it to go along with it. What what stadium kind of stood out the most in your time playing college football? Uh, Texas A&M last year for sure. Uh, 100,000 100, people in there like rocking, great atmosphere, college game day. That was probably – no, that was the, like by far one of the best stadiums I guess I played in, you know, in college. That's the twelfth man. They've got that little doggy too, and all that. And coach, I know you got excited. That was pretty awesome. Uh, and, and coach, you've you've made some of these road trips with them, man. And I think that's cool for you to. You're not just there to to, to teach them here on the field. You're there to follow them through the process. And and to me, I love that about what you're about. Again, 
I can read about you all day long. I can listen to other people. I, I don't believe of nothing of what I hear and only a little bit of what I see, but what I know is what I know. And, and, and you and I kind of bonded on, on Saturday night learning that, you know, the passion you have for guys like Kelly and some of these other kids that you have, you're still training here. Uh, the young kid, the sophomore in Myrtle Beach, takes over for Luke Doty, who had all the highlights and all the bells and whistles. He goes down, well, here comes a sophomore kid that's 15 years old that, that, that can't even get into some movies that are that, that are at the theater, but yet he's 3-0 and <laughs> as a starter. That's pretty cool, man. I, I mean, and Kelly, right. I think, you, you know, you could add to that as well, man, to get a kid to come in in the high school level that Myrtle Beach is a program in, in 4A football that just had won the state championship. They expect a lot of you in Myrtle Beach. I grew up on the Grand Strand, so I know all about the Seahawks. But this kid was 3-0. and He's part of your family, Kelly, as well, being a part of this uh, this, this training regime, right, that, that you look at. But, Coach, when you look at all these things and, and go back to Kelly and, and traveling with him, how cool has it been for you, kind of, I guess, in the short term, uh, that you've enjoyed the most about following this kid during his days in college? And you knew when you saw this kid. You just can look at an athlete. You know he's a quarterback when you look at him, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean it's 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 been wonderful, and um, I mean he'll tell you I I, I not just follow Kill. I, I mean I followed all my my I tried to follow a lot of my starters, okay. And when I say that, I you know I followed Kill and his career. I mean his last few games at Missouri, Yafari Works, who's a starter over at at Georgia Southern, and and I had a couple other kids. You know what I'm saying? That were were starters, like Austin Bradley. Those were the guys that was getting the start, and uh, Shaw Crocker, you know, Colin Sneed. You know, I can keep naming guys that were starting. I, I made sure that I got to see those guys, and, and, and you know, and that's just something I do. You know, people be like, man, how the hell you get from here to there to, you know, I'm just like, hey, man, it's called a car and, and you know, and planes. But that's just my passion for for me to do that. I'm not asking parents to pay me to do that. It's just that that's just my support for for the kids that I train. You got what I'm saying? And and it's just that I want to be able to be that for them. And, and Kayla, no hell, I'm probably his next hardest critic. You know, it's been games where when he was at Clemson and even at Missouri, I'd be like, oh, yeah, y'all won. You did all right, but uh, you did this wrong. <laughs> you know, he'd look at me like, oh, Lord. I, you know what I'm saying? But I always – that that's just that's just me. You know what I'm saying? That's he know how I am. But I do that because I want to Right. Yeah, I'm I wanna congratulate you on regards to what you're doing, but I wanna give you a little bit of sweet to where don't get too content in what you're doing to stay hungry to continue to improve off of that performance. You got what I'm saying? And that goes with all of them, man. I don't everybody look at I don't treat no kid no different than the other. It's just the fact that if you're a senior or you're the upperclassman you get more love right now to me, just like in high school. High school kids, man, I'm doing like two games in one night, seeing a senior here, seeing a senior there. Those are the guys that I go to. You know what I'm saying? And so, right. but to see it and for him to say Texas A&M, man, let me tell you something, out of any game that I've been through, been to, hmm. he's not lying. That was a game you couldn't even talk to the person beside you, bro. You had to pretty much get in the ear. You had to get in their ear. And talk to him. Matter of fact, you might well text him. You might be, you probably been better off texting him <laughs> and, and, and having a conversation. Like literally, it was that loud in that place, man. And I, I, I was like, this can't be real. You get what I'm saying? I like people calling me. I'm like, dude, I cannot hear you. I mean, wow. and it was loud, and, and that was the loudest place I ever been in. And and 
and to see that, and I'm just like, man, this is crazy. But you know, but to see it and travel and and watch these guys, man, like it's been a pleasure over these years, man. And I just look forward to what what the future has and holds for all these guys, man. We're live right now with Kelly Bryant, the uh, former quarterback who uh, just finished up his days over at Missouri. He started with the Clemson Tigers. Before that, he was over at Red High School, and he's all through the process, has gone through, uh, well, the training of uh, Coach Robinson. Like you said, he's loved on him, but he's been real with him, and I think that's made him a better man and a, and a really good athlete, but he's a better man than he is an athlete. That kind of tells the story. If he's that good of an athlete, and I'm telling you he's a better man, you can only imagine the impression he had on me making that first impression on Saturday night. That's why I'm very lucky, and God blesses me, to get guys like him back in here and have him on the show with me and, and the coach, of course, as well. Uh, and the one thing I'm going to say this to any trainers that are listening out there, let, let me let me put some things to sleep real quick. You want to get better? Get a group of guys that have the same passion that you do and work together. Okay? It's harder to beat down something when you put a fence up, right? It's hard to get through something with a fence up. And what I do at Southern Sports Central is I partner up with a lot of guys that do what I do. You might be better than me. I'm okay with that because I'm going to use what you do, and I'm going to get better and better and better. And so it's no different than anybody else. So I use the guys in the upstate prep. I utilize uh, Phil Cornblue. I utilize uh, JB over there at uh, SC Varsity. I utilize the guys who do what I do, and they may be doing it better than I do. But why not work together? You know, it becomes almost like an Avengers team, if you will. You know, we're, we're, we're kind of a power five, if you will. And, again, Ramon, what you're doing, uh, Coach, it is amazing. And, and there's a lot of guys out here. You know like I know, man. You watch a few YouTube videos, and you think all of a sudden you can do it. Trust me. I think guys all the time are like, man, it can't be that hard to do sports radio. We'll come in here and sit in here and – and keep people entertained for two or three hours. It ain't like TV where you get seven minutes, you do your hair, you put on this fake tan, and you look good doing it. Now you actually got to put in some work, and doing the play-by-play is even harder, which I, I know the guy at the Clemson does a good job, and then there's Todd Ellis over at South Carolina. And these guys, you know, you put in the work, and what you put in, you get out. And Kelly, you've put in the work, brother, and I, I don't want to keep you much longer because I know I promised you I'd keep you around 15, 20 minutes, and I've done that, but – uh on behalf of all of us at Southern Sports Central, of course, uh, Will, who's one of your biggest fans, I've had to kind of keep his mic off because I, I didn't want to hear him, hear him you know, <laughs> cheesing in the background because he's a big – he grew up a Clemson guy, man. So he's watched you grow and do your thing, and he's up there from your side of the world. Um, yeah, we're real proud of you. Not only are you a, a great representation of Rent High School, you've done a huge justice to the state of South Carolina, man. You're going to continue to do that because – like I know coaches told you and everybody's told you, man, when you do what you do at this level, man, you don't just represent yourself. You represent anybody and everybody you've come in contact with. And that driver's license that's in your pocket says state of South Carolina, man. There's a lot of people that live in this great state, and you're one of many of them. And I greatly uh, am proud of you. I appreciate you, brother. And uh, if you got time, man, and you can make some time, I'd love to have you in here with us to kind of let us go on this journey with you to the NFL. And then when you get in there, man, don't forget about us. And maybe you come in here and, and have a few conversations with us. Oh, yes, sir, man. I appreciate you having me on, man. Definitely looking forward to coming back, um, getting back on, talking to you again, man. It's my pleasure. Coach, I'm going to do the both for you guys and say so long, so uh, farewell, Coach. You and I, again, I'm going to reach out to you here in about an hour or so. We'll get some uh, some plans together, and I'll see you this weekend. Kelly, are you, do you head down to the North-South game this weekend, or do you kind of keep training up there in the upstate? Or, you know, what's it look like for the next couple of weeks for a guy like you, buddy? Uh, headed up to Dallas in the morning, man. Get back right to it. Never a dull moment, my friend. Thank you so much. Coach, uh, thank you again for putting these things together. Uh, I'd like to have every one of your quarterbacks that come through your camp right here on Southern Sports Central so that we can talk, we can educate, and entertain our guests here. And, uh, again, for both of you guys, for what you guys bring to the world of sports, 
and to the communities that you touch upon. Thank you so much, and God bless. Right, thank you. All right, guys, there you go. Uh, we have them number one and two there. You can put it together. We had, of course, around 730. The coach joined us, Coach Robinson. Of course, uh, he has done some great things, and he's touched a lot of people in, in, in the ways of uh, training the kids the right way. It's been a great thing. Uh, coach, uh, coach Ramon Robinson, he's the founder of Elite Position Training, EPT, and uh, Real Elite QB Academy. As uh, you know, I couldn't tell you enough how much I've enjoyed getting to know Coach Robinson through the actual conversation. Boy, I tell you, and I tell people all the time, and you can text me all day long. There's no passion in a text or in a tweet or in a Facebook post. You can tell me whatever you want to tell me, but when I meet you, when I put eyes on you, and you look me in the eyes, I can tell you real quick who I'm dealing with. And uh, again, I'm I'm on board. Southern Sports Central's on board with him and his camps. We're going to do what we can do to bring him in, and we'll bring anybody else in here that that is here to do it the right way. It's here to love on these kids and get these kids better, faster, stronger, and to get them out of their high schools playing at the next level. Like Coach said, and I say all the time, you don't have to go to Power 5. And I don't care whether you go to school and you're at a Power 5 school or not. If you're not on the field and you're on the sideline, what's the point? Why don't you just go join a fraternity or sorority and go make another memory somewhere else and do it in the stands? Because why put in all that work if you're not going to get the chance to put it on debut? So, for me, I, I, you know, I've seen more great athletes. Uh, we, we, matter of fact, we've seen a bunch of them come through Somerville. They've gone to Coastal Carolina, which at the time, Coastal was just starting up, right? And Hop, who went through that program, now, all of a sudden, um, you, you see what he's able to do. And, and you've seen some of these other guys that have gone through different programs. So, with that being said, uh, you know, we really appreciate the partnership that we're going to have with Coach Robinson and his uh, organization over there. Of course, Kelly Bryant has just agreed. He's going to come in here throughout this time as he trains to get ready for that 2020 NFL draft. Of course, uh, he's going to go back to Dallas. He'll work it out over there and uh, get stronger and, and do whatever he needs to do to prepare. I don't know. I mean, he may take classes. I, I don't really know. I don't, I don't have a clue. So we'll learn the process with him. And, and again, we were going to have Ben Moore from 24-7 Sports. We had to table that till tomorrow, which we'll have a couple of guys from 24-7 Sports. We'll talk more college football. But when you have a chance to get a trainer in here. When you have a chance to have one of his one of his guys, that not only did he start working with him as a freshman at Wren High School, he then goes to Division One, Power 5, ACC, Clemson, South Carolina's own Dabo Sweeney says, hey, he's a good guy. Well, Dabo's, he knows what he's doing. He's winning the national championships. We got him in. All right, it worked out. Then he goes to the SEC where he gets a different style of football. And that, that all is going to help him become a better quarterback in the NFL because he's seen the ACC now he's seen the SEC. He's gone into some of the loudest stadiums that, that he could imagine going into. We mentioned Texas A&M and the 12th man and the little doggy they got over there doing what they do. They prepared themselves on Friday night doing their little pep rally, and he carries all the way to Saturday. So, uh, Will, kind of, a, a, you haven't had a chance to talk as much here. We've got about two minutes left, but yeah. give you a few seconds here to kind of recap what you've heard. Well, it was a great conversation, first and foremost, and I, I think that um, it's a lot of insight. It's, it's intriguing whenever you hear something that's not um, – that, not really accustomed to what you hear on the radio um, or, or like sports radio for that matter. We have a trainer in and we have one of his, um, one of his students, if you will. And that student being Kelly Bryant, who, you know, like you, like you mentioned, I'm kind of, kind of fanboying over here just a little bit because I am a Clemson guy and I, I watched him play. I watched him, um, watched him chase after a championship uh, last year or, or the year before last because the, the regular season's over for, for this college football season. But, Right. You know, just overall, it was a great conversation, and um, I, I'm looking forward to the, the updates that he's going to give while he's, um, you know, if he's going to travel back and forth from from Dallas, Fort Worth area back to uh, back to the upstate South Carolina. It's just um, I'm looking forward to it. 
Yeah, it should be a, an interesting ride to go along with a guy like Kelly Bryant. I want to thank him and his family for, uh, you know, all they've given to the state of South Carolina. And I say his family because it takes a family to do what these kids are able to do, get them to practices, to get them to games, to get them to where they got to get. And, uh, of course, uh, Coach Robinson, his head coaches at Wren, his head coaches at Clemson, his coaches over at Missouri who have all had a piece of the pie to build this man that we know is Kelly Bryant. And, again, like he said, man, your, your, your signature is your smile. Whether you, 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 know, you understand it or not, your body language is the introduction to the conversation. So that being said, I will say this. Uh, we'll be back live tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. We'll have some new guests in here. We always change it up on a regular basis, but we'll have a uh, couple guys from uh, 24-7 Sports join us and maybe a few more. Log on right here on Blog Talk Radio. We'll have the link put up here shortly, as well as follow us on Facebook at Southern Sports Central, on Twitter at SO Sports Central. Of course, uh, We'll do it again tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. sharp. Thank you so much, Kelly Bryant. Thank you so much, Coach Ramon Robinson, for being a part of Southern Sports Central. For Reporter, I'm Richie Alban saying so long. Farewell. God bless.